What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming BitCast episode 201. We are back from our break and our 200th celebration with your normal weekly cadence and episode here. And I am joined by this illustrious panel. So I will start with the dapper Socrates himself in the modern era, Ty Guy Travis. Good morning. McClunky. I, I want, I want to see you in a toga with, with a tie. That's what I want. Uh, that sounds like hard to pull off, but if anyone can, you know, you can do it. You can do it, Travis. Yeah, that's a new that's a new fashion style you could kind of bring into uh, into into uh, you know the modern era, so. or just a tie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when you start asking for Travis to just wear a tie, we go into a different area. Yeah, <laughs> this is now this is now fanfic. Yeah, yeah only if the camera's up a little more and only shows his head, then we're good. It's like hair. We'd know, though. We'd know. We'd know. Yeah. Of course, to his right on your screen is my favorite and your favorite YouTube pundit, Mr. Rick Ho. Uh, I'm not going to live that one down, am I? <laughs> how are like, you guys I like doing? your reaction was like you had already forgotten about that. It's just been so crazy. Honestly, uh, in internet land, YouTube pundit and all that stuff is like 17 years ago for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so you've been a busy man this week. Busy man. But but good busy. Good busy. Uh, very good busy. Yeah. And of course, last but not least, the man, the myth, the seven himself, Mr. Rodriguez. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. What are we doing? Yeah, and always announces his hearness. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's all I got Here. these days. Here. Sometimes I feel like, like you guys know Carl Pinkington. That's kind of yeah. how I feel sometimes. Yeah, like, that's a great yeah, show, like, by the way. The Idiot Abroad a, is that what you're talking it's about? Amazing show. Yeah, you should really check out. There's like a HBO Max Ricky Gervais show where okay. they just talk to him, and he just yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like three seasons. Go binge it. Yeah, Dan, you, you have that. You have the energy of somebody who's streaming from his car. I mean, I, it, it wouldn't be unheard of. Yeah, I, I, I've had some. some I, movies, so. I, I don't. That's a great reference, Travis. I don't know if, if any of you are watching the Depp versus Heard stuff, but they had the wildest deposition I've ever seen, where they've got a video deposition of a apartment clerk, somebody that that mans the desk, uh, that he could only give in his car while vaping i saw that and starts to drive during the deposition how <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that legal that's crazy no, none of that none of that no none of that is legal the, the the deposition ends the judge says well that that was a first <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah he, he was the best because he's just like i don't want to be with i don't want to be given this deposition these are two rich people that are fighting i don't want to say it no 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 and he's just vaping sitting in his car anyway uh yeah i can see i can see how i can see how dan gives off that vibe but everybody loves him Alejandro. The future man there you go. i feel like dan i feel like dan should vape i don't think he does but i feel like he should like it it would fit with everything else so Let's see what That's i can fine. do oh <laughs> i don't need him doing anything else during the show please yeah didn't we have an episode where we talked about people vaping in party chat and that noise that it makes yes but, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we did <laughs> but anyway it is uh mother's day so happy mother's day to all of you out there and to your mothers a uh, little known fact i i came from a mother and uh, I, I, yeah, I am very Gosh. appreciative of her and uh, we talking to her shortly. But yes, we uh, we we talked if we were going to do the show and of all people, 
Travis is the one who actually realized that we were doing a show on Mother's Day. None of the three of us with wives realized that we were doing a show on Mother's Day. So bravo, sir. Yeah. Travis did say, hey, that's Mother's Day. Are we doing a show? Yeah. 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 I'm, like the, uh, I'm like the orphan kid chimney sweep walking through the streets going, boy, I wish I had a mother. And that's that's why I remembered that it was Mother's Day. So yeah. I, I doubled down on it and made and got tickets to see Doctor Strange, which she cannot stand for everybody but her. You know, so hey, we're going after this. That's a good Mother's Day, Mother's Day gift. Yeah, yeah I, I, well, I told her I was like, now you can relax. Like, I'll, I'll order you a coffee, and you can just sit here with the dog. Just take everything this. away from the mother and let right. her be. Yeah, right. honestly, that's that's how Mother's Day and Father's Day often roll in home yeah. house. What can 100%. we do to not have you know kid requests? Honestly, yeah. so it's kind of it's kind of funny that way. But yes, no, definitely. Thanks yeah. to my wife for letting me do this for a couple hours here on Mother's Day. Thanks to my mom, who may or may not be watching. She prefers some of my other coverage over the video game stuff. But it's cool, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be talking today about a few things. we got a, uh, an Xbox outage we're going to touch on. Uh, we have the summer game show schedule we'll talk through, along with our most anticipated games this fall that we know of anyway. Uh, we've got a new Call of Duty and Warzone coming this fall. And uh, Square Enix uh, made another peculiar move, which we will touch on. Um, but first... A couple things. I want to say very big thank you for episode 200 last week. Had a lot of fun doing that. A lot of great response, a lot of comments, a lot of feedback on Twitter uh, and the social space. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. That was um, fun. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. So um, we did get a question this week from Mr. Eric Bazanson, otherwise known as Game Positive, who is a contributor to Season Gaming. And Sweet. he just reached out and asked us this question yesterday, which I actually had to think about, which is what is your favorite game? exclusive game that you like on your least played console um like, like is, does that mean like currently yeah i think oh, currently okay, we're like, not going back generally because you're not we're not playing dreamcast very much this week yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. i'm not playing yeah any of that so for least. me for me it's a switch i i barely touched my switch ever i think last year i played metroid dread finished it and that's the only game i touched and played all year i think um but i would say for me on the Switch, it would probably be uh, kind of the core Nintendo experience, right? The Mario. Uh, I did buy the uh, Mario 3D World last year. Um, Metroid. I, I'll give a shout out to Luigi's Mansion 3, which is an incredible game and one of my favorites on that platform, too. So that would be mine. What about my you game, guys? That game is rad. Yeah. Well, maybe I misunderstand the question, but I, when I when I think of my history with games, I think the, the least played console that I, that I have with that history was was probably the GameCube for me. Um, but it had one of my favorite games of all time in Eternal Darkness. I don't know if that's responsive or not, whether we're, we're sticking to the modern generation or not, but if you haven't played Eternal Darkness and you can find a copy and a GameCube, more power to you on both those things. Real good, real good work, but you'll have a blast playing that game. That is a, uh, it's like a cult classic nowadays. Uh, yes, I, hate that. I, 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 feel, I always feel less hip when other people find those things. So this is just between you and me, uh, <laughs> viewers. All right. You don't have to make it a bigger thing. It's excellent. I'm pretty sure that money's worth that game's worth money now too. I'm pretty sure. See, like if you have a hard copy, obviously, which is the only way you could have it. So now I have to sound like one of those guys in like with the old '70s rock band shirts. Be like, like I, I bought it on day one. I was there first. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine's gonna uh, be on the Switch for sure. I mean, I don't think I even played it last year. Um, the last game I really played on it was uh, Fire Emblem, which is probably one of my oh. favorite Three Houses. It's probably my favorite exclusive there, maybe next to like 
uh, Astral Chain, which I loved. Yeah, not a lot of people did, I know, but um, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Sometime off stream, I'm going to have to talk to you about why you like that game. I'm very I interested no in that. I Fire Emblem more... or Astral Strain? Train. Uh, Astral Chain. I mean, Fire Emblem is just Fire Emblem. They're all the same. Yeah. But Astral just... Chain, I'm interested in. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it was just a new mechanic, I think. Yeah, uh, it, it reminded me of, I mean, it was Platinum Games, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of them anyway. But um, so I, th there's a few of them there that, that switches by far my least played console. I mean, somehow I had 240 hours on it. Then I realized it was all my kids playing it with. Animal Crossing last year, so. so you're just gonna tell me it was watching YouTube clips or, uh, or no, that's what or Netflix do. or whatever on the thing. I wonder if does that count? Because maybe it. <laughs> yeah, no, it does count. It does count your app usage, uh, Hulu, whatever. What you know, the, the Switch ones, the, the counting hours. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that, that'd probably be mine for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't even know where mine is. To be honest with you, right now, I have no clue. We played this more than both of you. Yeah, yeah, I barely touch it. Our Eternal Darkness, by the way, goes for about a hundred bucks on eBay. Wow. Yeah, GameCube games are—they're—they're uh, they're starting to really start to escalate now. Yeah, I'll go collect game my preservation box. <laughs> Travis, let's go. Uh, don't so don't guys... give me a ten-minute spiel about why you can't answer this question. No, no, I can answer this question. Uh, <laughs> well, first, first of all, first of all, let's just be clear: you Define. didn't answer the question, Ains. You did not. You gave like five answers. Okay, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. That's what I said. Okay, okay. There we go. Finally, got it out of you. Um, <laughs> second of all, you guys are all Nintendo haters, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. My least, my oh, least. I said GameCube. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. Also, Hope didn't answer the question too. He said GameCube, which was not a. No, wait a minute. Let's go back to the question format, Ains. I'm positive I'm in the wheelhouse. I was just trying to be. He said modern console. Did he say modern console? <laughs> he did. did. Did you not, Ains? He said modern console. I think I, I asked not... that question. No, no, give yeah. me the language of the question. We're going to adjudicate this. Yeah, let's do this. Hey, We're in a room, room I'm here for. Lawyers. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get an official. Tra Travis wishes he went to law school like every day of his life. So That's he's ready true. to fight me. That's We're getting true. the official. What is, this is how it was worded from right. Eric himself. What is your favorite exclusive game on your least favorite slash played gaming console? I'm right. All right. Well, but, but Dan, Dan, Dan did ask, I did do you mean current? Game. Or not current, and we said current. So you're both kind of right in a way. There we go. There we mm -hmm. go. Um, anyway, I do have an answer to this question, which is uh, my least played current console is uh, the Oculus Rift 2. Uh, and <laughs> the Oculus Rift 2 has lots of good games, but it is certainly my least played because I don't play a ton of VR. I, I wish I played more. I just don't play as much. So uh, my favorite games on that... Uh, I'll do an Ains method and tell you a bunch of them, but you you should uh, you should play. I expect you to die one and two. Uh, Vader Immortal is a great series on that, uh, and uh, there's other ones I'm forgetting that I'll probably regret later. But probably uh, my least or my favorite game on that console's got to be, um, yeah, I'll go with I expect you to die. I think it's super underrated. If you guys have never played it, it's basically like a James. It's like a James Bond longer. game. I just, I just, yeah. wish the, I just wish the scenarios were longer. But I, I love that game. It's not yeah, a, it's a not a horror game. game. Oh no, no, it's a, a one, uh, one locus escape room game. Yeah, it's basically like you know that that scene in James Bond movies where like 
he hooks him up underneath a laser beam and over a shark pit or whatever. It's yeah. just scenarios like that where you're like stuck in situations and you have to use logic to like get yourself out and break free. And then you just do it again, just different scenarios every time. So okay. it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's a very cool, unique idea for a game that doesn't require you to move around a lot, which is super nice if you don't have a huge space for VR. And it's very clever. It also has one of the best opening credit scenes ever, which is like very theatrical. And it has like a theme song and stuff, a James Bond-esque theme song. So okay. highly recommend that series if you haven't checked it out. But uh, really? there's a lot of great experiences on VR that a lot of people never play because VR is... Uh, you know, understandably kind of a, a, a big to do, you know, it's just, it's uh, irritating to get into, but. All right. Well, my, my wife bought the, uh, the Rift 2 recently, as I said, I was playing some Beat Saber, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah there are some good games on that console. So yeah, There's Beat Saber awesome obviously games. being one of them. Yeah. Vader's got a lot of awesome, cool stuff. Uh, Vader is really good. If you just want to feel like you're in Star Wars for a while. Vader's so really good. good. So good. Yeah. Oh. That's the other game I would recommend. There's a trilogy of Vader games. Vader games so. <laughs> Dan said, eh. I mean, it's like, they're like 10 minutes long each, you know? So, yeah, I mean, they are. Yeah, that, they're super that's sort short. Of, that's sort of from the era where VR games were like super gimmicky. Yeah, I mean, that's the, was... same as the, the same as, that's the same as the Batman Arkham VR to me. It's like Correct. this yeah. really cool, you're in the space. Uh, and to me, that's like, you know, it's a Disney ride of a game, but it's very, it's very impressive. Yeah, but... Gotcha. By the way, Jacob Novick says, I don't know why the fact that Travis falls asleep while playing Diablo got stuck in my head. He's only said it once. You know what? <laughs> he definitely I, did say it, though. I did say it. I, I, I did say it, and I stand by it. It's absolutely true. And there's another game that keeps making me fall asleep. Cyberpunk. Weirdly, <laughs> I fall asleep during that game all the time. Why? Why? Is there just so much downtime have, that I'm just falling asleep? You have asleep some kind of, I think you react, you have some kind of, thumping reaction like it's the hits in diablo <laughs> and like the, the thumping music in cyberpunk you, you know you know what i think it might be i think it's that uh when i get to recreational games games i play recreationally i get to those at like midnight because yeah. my day is so busy and then by the time i get to like the games i want to play i'm like oh i want to sleep on the couch so i don't know man well i hear that i hear that because veins is if veins does wind up asking what we played this week I think for the first time, maybe in my memory, I would have to say I have played no game since I last appeared on this channel. You didn't um, play a game this wow. week. I didn't play a game this week. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been able to say that. Fired. <laughs> I, I followed the news. Uh, no, I, was, I don't think I played a game this week, and I apologize. I yeah, but real. you created content for like how many hours this week? I was on streams for maybe 65 hours since the 200th wow. episode. That's wild. Wow. Hogue is a fake gamer girl. You heard it here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get that. Yeah. No, I think Find a hot tub this week. Yeah. I think it's 48 and then eight and then 10. So you're yeah, playing the like... games, but he did make some really nice bath water that you can buy right now. <laughs> On uh, his website, <laughs> I, I uh, the, 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 the one platform I haven't been on is Twitch, so <laughs> nice. too funny, too funny. All right, well, <clears throat> okay, so Rick hasn't been playing anything good. Uh, Travis, you playing anything good or I haven't played anything bad? 
Yeah, I'm playing lots of stuff. Um, some of it I can't talk about. My review went live this week on Trek Diomi, which I have not played for like a month, but I did review that game. Uh, I just I got it super early in advance. And, what do you uh, think overall? Because I've been hearing mixed reviews, but I didn't I didn't yeah. see yours. Yeah, mine mine I gave it a seven out of ten, which is good. Um, the Dan rating, it, yeah, yeah, basic <laughs> the Dan rating. Basically, uh, my justification is that everything about the game's like style and delivery is beautiful i think the story's uh pretty good i think the uh the presentation is fantastic it just looks great it makes you it feel does. like an old old uh, samurai movie but the combat is very uh let's let's call it quaint it's uh it's just minimalistic and sort of repetitive uh it doesn't it doesn't evolve too much and so it doesn't do the game part of the game super well but everything Ooh. else the fact that it's only a five-hour game it doesn't really bother you that much you know you spend the first hour getting good and then four hours just like destroying everything and then the game's over and uh it's an enjoyable time but not you know like an don't, hour don't yeah don't run don't run to it if you have some time on game pass you can beat it in an afternoon and it's definitely worth playing but it's not like uh you know it's not gonna blow you away probably especially Sifu from or yomi probably sifu Seafood. Okay. Well, it depends what type of game you're into. Seafood's long, and seafood's also a sweat fest. Whereas it's this is the exact out. opposite. They added yeah, difficulty the buttons. Opposite. They added difficulty buttons for seafood. Yeah, they made I mean, it. They I mean, made it complaining pretty much now. Yeah, but it's a it's great interesting. Game. All yeah. right, all right. Now we're talking. <laughs> they yeah, did, Dan. No, they literally did. They did it for people like like me. What you were asking for when you were when we were talking about seafood, and you said I'd, you'd try it if it was less. Uh, right. What did you say, Travis? Sweaty. Sweat, to, sweat uh, fest, yeah, believe sweat it. Sweat fest, okay, yeah. yeah. Sweat I, uh, fest, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I had the honor this weekend of trying to read through chats that uh, that use internet slang, and and they would come out as like, Ely, fur fur, uh, <laughs> and, Real and, and I had yes, exactly, and I and I had yeah. people be like, ah, Rick, that's uh, that's for real, for real. Oh, hmm. not it's not fur fur. <laughs> I just got. I'm trying to make sure I'm up yeah. on my. Yeah. You like how I knew that? See, Sweat I'm still young. I'm not yeah. aged out on the uh, the link. You're barely the same thing, as long as we're firing people, I'm not even sure he's seasoned. Names. I don't. Even yeah, know. that's true. Partially seasoned. <laughs> partially uh, seasoned. You <laughs> <laughs> need to change his uh, Chiron to partially seasoned. <laughs> partially hey, hey, seasoned. Hey, I may have. I may be younger, but the amount of games I've played, uh, yeah, pretty you, up you, there. Yeah, no, you, I've you're played a lot of games. You're that's almost fair. certainly uh, uh, at or above. Uh, my experiences, even though I have plenty of them. Now, they yours might be all god awful games that have been assigned to you by an IGN editor. I don't know. <laughs> Just the last two years have been bad games. <laughs> Before that, I was playing some great ones. The most read IGN editor was that right? Yeah, you getting read a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting. Uh, not only am I well, part of it is because I'm producing more content than sure. Than People else, need to know where yeah. to direct their hate tweets. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good. It's good. By the way, I. I being the the degenerate physical oh, collector I am, I canceled a <clears throat> Sifu Vengeance edition. They came out with a steel book, an art book, like mm -hmm. collector's edition. I canceled one of those a couple weeks ago because I was like, I only need one, and two still showed up. So apparently I ordered three at some point in time and completely <laughs> forgot about it. So, I canceled uh, one. Send <laughs> one over my way and to be happy to take it off. Yeah. You know, uh, I actually went to, we, we could talk in private chats. I'd probably buy that off you. I really like Sifu. Nice. Yep. Uh, I, right there uh, if you want one. Yep. 
other games I've been playing for fun. Rogue Legacy 2. Ames, I saw your yes. review on that. Did that come out? Uh, this is how this is how out. fun news is it. It came out this week. Some it came Maybe. out. It's on, it's on Game Pass. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, oh, oh, not on Game Pass. Not how am I playing it? That was a roller coaster for me. I don't know, but it's not on Game Pass. <laughs> okay, I don't know how I'm playing that game. Though. Travis has an IGN it. code, and he, he forgot <laughs> he put it in one day. No idea how I'm playing that game. All right, well. That game I've been playing a lot. I'm almost done with it. I haven't had a ton of time to put into it, but it is super addictive. I'm like, I think I'm at the the final ball. I mean, if you even thought it was Game Pass, it's on the Xbox. It's on the Uh, Xbox. Xbox and PC, yeah. It's 20, 25 bucks. I am so in on Rogue Legacy 2. So good. So good. Um, I've been working my way through Cyberpunk when I'm not napping through it. Destiny. Uh, Halo Infinite Season 2. Check that out a little bit. Haven't had a ton of time to put into it. I suck at Halo right now. It's really unfortunate. I wanted to chat with you guys about Halo season yeah. two because it's in the news and I don't, I, I love your guys' take on it. I'm not playing it. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll touch on it. Uh, awesome. real, real quick, Travis. Um, Sarko asks if you landed a decent in, I don't know what this is, the title SMG and D2 Guardian games? I did not. Yeah. So the title, a very confusing title for a gun is the title. If you ever want to make somebody confused, name a gun the title. This is like hey, Untitled what? Goose Game all over again. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's a title. What? And you know what else is messed up is that titles are a thing in Destiny. You can earn titles. And so, oh, no. The little things yeah. that go under your name, right? Yep, exactly. Oh, and no. so what are you doing? There's, there's, there's titles that that have their own titles. And then there's also the titles for reviewing guns. you, Bungie. That's right. Yeah, this is why the right. Federal Trade Commission is that That title gun goes out and the Federal Trade Commission goes, whoa, something's wrong there. Yep. You got to yeah. get in on that. Yeah, so I have been I have been playing Destiny's Guardian Games, which for those of you who don't know is a yearly like Olympics competition where each of the character classes face off against each other to determine which one is supreme. Um, and well, they Titan. pre-pick the winners and they card code them in, and then the people that seems to be out. it because <laughs> you know the first year was Titans and then Hunters and now Warlocks, and they always are like runaway victories, which is really confusing. But uh, anyway. Uh, that's happening right now and he's asking if i farmed a good role for that gun and my answer is no i got a couple bad ones but i i haven't uh, had time to really go hard as the kids say on uh, grinding as the so. kids say um yeah i'm so out of the loop travis with- just picks what age he is and what his experience is for whatever the funniest <laughs> he just likes to frame himself as contradictory either direction yes it's yeah exactly. um halo season two so uh yeah i want to hear about it from you i'm actually really interested in hearing it about this from you guys well i think as as with many things in life right it comes down to your expectations and i've seen a lot of people who were disappointed with season two um i'm fine with it i'm enjoying the content because obviously as close to halo as i am i i knew exactly what i was getting ahead of time right um so there's a couple new maps both maps are excellent uh, there are a couple new modes, uh, including Last Spartan Standing, which is this 12-player kind of mixture of mini Battle Royale with gun game. If you're familiar with Call of Duty gun game or Gears gun game, where uh, as you level up, you get different guns. Uh, it's kind of a it's mixture of that. Cool. It, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Uh, I already finished the event, all 10 levels of the event, and I'm already like level 23 on the Battle Pass, 24. Um, so I'm already a quarter way through it uh, in a week. I did not buy any levels. That's all just playing. I've played a lot of Halo this week. Um, last night, I did a stream going for Onyx rank in Season 2. I hit Onyx last night at, like, midnight. Nice. Um, so uh, just yeah, be better than me at the game. 
<laughs> yeah, I just uh, been getting sweaty with Pompa, who's in the chat. Him and I have played ranked for like five days straight uh, for hours. So just getting real sweaty back with Halo. But I am really enjoying it. I will say that, uh, and if you missed it, um, I don't usually promote other shows, but uh, Joe Stoughton was on Kind of Funny Gamescast, Xcast. Uh, an interview where he talked about kind of expectations and things that are coming in season two, which you can check out. It's about 15, 20 minutes long of an interview, maybe maybe a little more. Um, but the nice thing here is, is that, you know, the launch of season two with the battle passes, it is what it is. There's not a ton of content, but there's enough to kind of refresh it if you're if you like Halo, like me and others, of course. Um, and they have a lot of stuff coming during season two. I actually think and we're going to talk about this briefly or, or shortly. Um, but I actually think we're going to get a surprise Halo announcement at E3 or their their showcase that's that's coming. So interesting, an, an announcement of what? I mean, what are, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that they're going to announce um, that the battle royale, the full battle royale mode that certain Affinity is working on, is going okay. to launch this summer uh, in kind of a 1.0 or MVP mode or early access mode, whatever you want to call it. Um, because, uh, well, we can talk more about it. I don't have to jump to it right now. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no you're fine. You're fine. Because there's more. Tell I didn't get to see the roadmap while I came flying into the pre-show. I apologize. <laughs> well, they, so they show this roadmap, right, with season two and even season three later this fall. And it has events in, like, launch happened now. It has events in May. They have events in July and literally nothing in June. And I'm like, there's no way you go six weeks without a single thing happening Particularly in, June, especially which, June, the which even with the explosion of E3 and the crater that it has left behind is, is still in our heads. June uh, for video right. game news. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely something to come. But anyway, uh, they, they did introduce a few weird bugs in Halo in season two. <clears throat> That's part of why I saw it in headlines. That's why I was curious if they were really that mad. Big, big deal. OK, Maddening. there's one. And this is a shooter, a competitive shooter. Keep in mind. Right. There's one where. You'll pull your trigger a bunch of times, like burst, like your battle rifle or pistol or whatever, yeah. and it'll go like shot, 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 nothing, shot, shot. And like what are your, intermittent yeah, what? gun jams, I believe is what it was described as. <laughs> so, and it's like that can't be. Oh, it's it's frustrating <laughs> all hell because like it's very precise, Halo, right? Especially ranked. And like you'll go like break shields and you go for the kill shot for the head and like nothing. Like it doesn't oh, shoot. Oh no. And then you die. And you're like that's oh, more man. realistic. <laughs> yes, it's guns. the Far Cry 2 update. Yeah. <laughs> the guns sometimes don't work. There's also um there's also a weird one they only mentioned that I don't think people realize are happening, but grenades can double explode. So a grenade will land and it'll go boom boom. And what? in Halo, grenade damage is very significant. And so I support this bug. <laughs> so sometimes you'll, you know, you'll hear a grenade ding, 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 and you think you're just gonna you know get hurt or lose your shield and it's just like you're dead and it's like oh my god this is driving us crazy so how does that happen on a content update i know game development's hard i know well the so, gun jam they weird. said is because there was an exploit which i've seen where people can auto fire basically like the pistol so instead of like click 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 it's like you know and it just will kill you oh, yeah so they introduced an anti-turbo basically Oh, it's the, it's the response to the first injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Usually yeah. how it goes. You fix yeah. one thing, break two things. Exactly. Uh, exactly. All right. So the, the community, there's a lot of the community pretty upset right now. And then they also, if you're really into Halo, the pro scene, they, they remove some of what they call the skill jumps around the map. So there's these unique things you can do where you can jump off geometry, right, into certain locations. And the pros use them 
extensively in their games and 343 without announcing it as part of this update removed a bunch of those so like people were logging on the stream and play their high level ranked games and suddenly things aren't working and so there's a there's a lot of frustration with 343 right now but um i i think that high level frustration rests with you know a very small percentage of the community but it's a very vocal percentage of the community that has a lot of influence so i'm getting destiny flashbacks all over the place it's <laughs> like very similar very yeah. similar so anyway that's enough on on halo specifically but i i'm enjoying the hell out of it just but i'm a halo stan you know that awesome so that's pretty much all i've played all week yeah I, like I, you were the first person i wanted to talk to about it because i there were headlines that are like this is a good thing they're moving in the right direction and their headlines <laughs> like Bungie should be killed and drawn and quartered. And I'm like, oh, I got to talk to three, four, three. Three, four, Hopefully three. not Bungie. Uh, yes, not Bungie. Well, you know, honestly, on the internet, somebody probably did say that. Probably, Bungie, yeah, probably. To be clear. Uh, but yeah. yeah, three, four, three. So yeah, I, I I've, I've seen a lot of comments, Hogue. I don't know if you've seen this, that uh, PlayStation now owns Halo. Have you seen that? Because they acquired Bungie. <laughs> I, say, I keep seeing that everywhere. And I'm well, like, well, you say that in the past tense, even that. Bungie, not presently owned by PlayStation or Sony. Correct. So, yeah, Even exactly. that isn't real. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, from my perspective, I have not put a ton of time into it, but I'm actually pressed by what they've delivered. Good. Obviously, good, good. six, mo- six months is too long. Yes, yeah, six <laughs> months is too long, and the fact that, that season three is another six months away is concerning. I don't think it'll stay keep people engaged for that amount of time, but I will say for a first shot at an update, three new modes, the new map that they added. Uh, I, I, I think they're, they did pretty well, at least for me, they gave me a reason to log back in because Good. again, the, the, uh, the goal of a game as a service is not to get you playing every day forever, you know, indefinitely it's to get you to come back and play the new stuff. And for me, yeah. it, it accomplished that. And I think if they can continue to deliver that quality of content, the game will have lulls and it'll have spikes. And that is, that's, the model right that's what you I, want. I want it to be good because i like halo i want to play it some more i think i'll probably be checking back in whenever they announce what their single player system yeah. goals roadmap is going to be not even when it releases just just the notion of okay this is this is what it's going to do that'll at least pop my head back in um so maybe that maybe something like that could come in june as well just to yeah. hey, there is a guys- story in multiplayer which i was surprised about yeah. i hate that so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's, se- it's separate from the, the single player story though so it's not I, like you're missing anything but yeah I, maybe, I, I, maybe like 343 has had a tendency to say oh, you don't need to watch the show and read the books and do all this stuff you can t- follow it just fine and i found that to be uh often not true uh so we'll see if they're like well you don't need this multiplayer narrative doesn't have to do with the campaign and then campaign chapter one is actually well after the events of whatever the hell happened <laughs> multiplayer it's right. like ah yeah we'll see <laughs> We'll but there's see. some good stuff in there to Travis's point. They they brought back a couple other modes. The new King of the Hill is really good. So there's there's quite a bit. And and Joseph Stoughton, he alluded to quite a bit of content current coming during season two. So I think we talked a couple weeks ago that even though it's six months, which is disappointing, everyone agrees, even three four three agrees, uh, because he said it specifically that there's more content coming during season two than there was season one. It's not just like a flat update that then doesn't get touched for six months. So, yeah. Well, good. I, I'm happy to. I'm happy to hear it moving forward. I think, yeah, that's uh, that you. You can kick my ass at Halo uh, at some point after they tell me what they're doing with the the single player stuff. Yeah, we'll or jump and play some big team. That's what we do when we get a bunch of people on. Just play big team. It's fun. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to expose my skill set or lack thereof. To, uh, <laughs> do it. Any of Be on the winning team, Hogue. That's, that's the way. yeah. I'll just I'll just huddle in a corner. I, I'll have uh, no D's, uh, but no K's. 
Uh, so <laughs> it'd just be like, you know what? I didn't do anything. I, I didn't help them. All right. This is right. Dan talking. Yeah. No, there would be a lot. There'd be a lot of D's. <laughs> Right uh, let's say deaths. Can we say deaths? Yeah, I was. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this abbreviation at all. Uh, I'm just following the trends, buddy. I've been on the internet too long this week, gentlemen. Yeah, it's gotten real. <laughs> oh, Dan, anything good, man? No, not really. <laughs> you know what I've been doing? Like, like, there's nothing out right now that I really want to play. So, yeah. so I want to play Rogue Legacy too. No, I don't. Absolutely I know I do. Want to play that game. I'm talking about um, you, Dan. Go play the show. <laughs> that's what i've been yeah. playing mostly it's been that and then jumping like i've got i bought trek to yomi okay. but i haven't played it yet um so that's sitting there i'm kind of waiting to you know maybe when there's like a really bad lull like right now i just go back and i either i'm playing the show or i'm playing i, I jump back into hitman a little bit uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good i mean that's basically what i do i i started up a new uh horizon uh, Forbidden West yeah. playthrough, and I realized that I don't know what they did since I've been gone, but like it's worse somehow. Oh, like no. I can't like th- th- just walking around or like climbing on stuff. I can't. No, there's always that bad, got bad. But it just seems like like just riding like your 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 mountain stuff. You're, like you just run into things. Like it's yeah, every, it's always oh, that. It was oh. always that bad. Oh my god! Just, I, 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 it. I found it surprisingly clunky. It like, is surprisingly clunky. clunky. Yeah. I think it's it's worse worse I, they have. Um, they, I remember saying this when I first started playing it. Is like they, they have like really sensitive geography. Mm-hmm. So like if you imagine like minecart tracks that just are just a little bit up the ground, like that'll act as like a slight friction barrier for oh. when you're when you're running across it. And like that's everything. That's every rock. That's every footprint. And it's like wait, no, this doesn't. This no. This doesn't feel good. No, I love Horizon Forbidden West. It's going on my top ten list of the year but not really for like moment to moment feel for how it plays surprisingly right. clunky. It feels like an early, like the geometry issues feel like an early 3d game when they first started making them and like yeah, every little bit. corner would mess you up somehow. Like super weird. Yeah. It's odd. So they did. They have reduced Aloy's help calls, not just, yeah, not just she won't sure. pick something up every time. They've also reduced her. I think they called it help, help calls. I can't remember what it was. Well, so, they, they also for picking up stuff. You don't even have to do it for the animation anymore. Like they 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 put the option in where you can just like walk by it, press the triangle button or whatever, and it just yeah, automatically picks it up. Yeah, she doesn't have to bend down to pick it up every time. I'm not sure why that should just be that should just be automatic. I'm you got to turn it on. But I like uh, short of that, that's really it, man. I haven't been playing. I mean, I've been playing a lot, just nothing new. Yeah, I'm nothing. Kind new. of waiting <clears throat> for summer game fest and new games, and you know, I don't Is even know what's first? next on my radar segue? really. Yeah, that's you, next. you nailed that segue. Is that first thing? That's a good segue. Although, do we want to discuss? The outage of Xbox over the past couple days, and oh no! All right, well you have yeah. to decide on order then, because that was a that was a that was a killer segue. I don't know if waste it from Dan. It does not affect me one bit because I haven't. I basically gave my Series X to my kid because his Xbox went down, so I haven't been able to play it for a while. Not that there's anything there that I really want to play anyway, but there's it, it's it's. I feel it from their side. Because now they're bugging the hell out of me. Why isn't Xbox working? I was like, I don't know. I don't have Phil Spencer's number. You can, you know, figure it out. I mean, it's down. Here's a link to the down detector. You can just click on that and look at it. It is down. So I don't know if we're going to talk about this right now or not, Ains, but it, it, it is uh, it is symbolic of the greatest weakness of the Xbox everywhere, lean on cloud yeah. kind of games as a service model. Because it all died. <laughs> it all died. It's, DRM needs to go away. Period. 
Well, that's what DRM. It's the functionality, Dan. It acts as DRM, but like right. that's what Microsoft is delivering now. I just need to go. So, yeah, also, that's also PlayStation. I feel like we should mention they have the same problem when they go out. PlayStation goes down all the time, though. We're used to yeah. their ragtag <laughs> bubble yum that puts together. You can't even sign into your PlayStation when they go down. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you also cannot access your games as well. And also the, the even physical games because most physical games now have to check for. They the have internet. a check. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, check yeah. and uh, you put your disc in, and you still can't play a game if if your online isn't up. So. so that so that's what two things I want to ask you guys. So the the solution that people were saying is one is you have to have it set as your home Xbox, which I saw many many people saying that doesn't work or solve it. I don't know why it would not work. And then the other thing is, is apparently, and I don't know if this is true, feel free to comment. Someone can say something. So I'll say this. I had no, I've had no issue all weekend. All my games have worked. I played Halo all weekend. The strangest thing I had was my wife and I rented a movie to watch and that crashed. We couldn't watch the movie, but all of my games and apps worked, which is very strange, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they said if it's your really home Xbox and you have the disc, it should work offline. I haven't tested it, but again, to Travis, Travis point, just looked around like he's going to put a disc in and see. <laughs> but to Travis, no. point, there's so many games that even if you have the disc, they still have to go online or get updates, etc. That you still can't play them anyway. So the my question really for you guys is to <laughs> one: is this just something that we have to accept as part of our all digital, all everything you know interconnected era and ecosystem that we're moving towards, kind of everywhere? Um, and two, do companies owe any sort of compensation to their players when the extended outages? Because you know it's the first thing people are asking. And I love Dan's tweet yesterday about here's a quarter, go shut up. Yeah. <laughs> do they owe compensation? So so O is such a big term, right? This this is probably gonna be like a virtual legality as you describe the situation. Oh I know I, I saw you smile. Oh. I was waiting for you. Now wait a minute. No, don't don't boy me. All right. Don't avoid me, Travis. You got to avoid. If people can't tell, I'm beyond punchy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having fun on this stream. But don't avoid me. No, I, I, what I was saying is O is such a – so O can be morally, ethically, philosophically, like what's right to do, and O can be legal. I can damn near promise you they don't owe you a damn thing legally because there's yep. going to be a content uh, warranty disclaimer in their services language that says, we don't promise that this is ever on. It, it, it <laughs> actually subtweeted my tweet with the actual term terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah well, and that's what I'll do. Because, I, yeah, I, I, that'll that'll be the episode. Is like, no, they don't know it to you. But you should absolutely castigate them. I mean, if you were a normal corporation, you wouldn't have that provision. If you were negotiating with someone on relatively equal standing, you'd have an SLA, a service level agreement that says it'll be up some X percentage of the time. Generally speaking now with, with software as a service vendors, 99.995 or something like that. Yep. Uh, and and if they don't, or we understand there's, you know, de minimis immaterial failings, if this adds up to more than X amount of time, we get a discount on this, or uh, we have the right to terminate for breach uh, if this happens, if it's more than three times in six months or whatever it's going to be in that negotiated contract. So do they owe their players something? Yeah, they freaking, man, I almost went full on there uh, <laughs> on the internet. They freaking owe their players to the, the, the service that they have given good cash money for uh but that's a castigation issue that's a political issue that's get on reddit get on twitter put on your change.org petitions whatever the hell you want but yeah make it noisy make it known because yeah this is unacceptable 
if you want to do this because you're going to make this revenue, if you're going to make this money, then fine. I understand that's our future. You make damn well sure you've got redundancies and backups and everything else to make sure that your customers are getting what they paid for because they're the ones giving you this extra revenue. That's why you exist. That's why you make money. So get on it, Xbox. And yes, Travis, get on it, Sony. And I, I joke about Sony because Sony is much worse at this than Xbox, in my experience, at least in the recent past. And it just goes down sometimes. And generally speaking, you can time out your gaming. So it's like, I, all right, I guess I'll play on the other box today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but no, it's, 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 it's crap. Do they owe it to you? Yes, ethically. Do they owe it to you legally? No. And I think your first question was, do we just have to live with it? To some extent, because the vast amount of benefits here, the Xbox everywhere, the cloud, the moving saves around boxes. I have an S and an X, and it's just the nicest thing ever. It just goes zip, 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 zip uh, between those things. That all comes with potential problems. But those potential problems need to be made as de minimis as possible. And so absolutely tell them that. That's the only way that they're going to listen to make sure that it's as tight as possible. Is anything going to be perfect? No, we're human beings. And I'll be quiet now. <laughs> You're exactly right, though. And it's funny you mentioned SLA, and I see Carl in the chat. So Carl and I often talk offline. He's a contributor for Season Gaming and also works for a big corporation. And uh, he and I deal with SLAs and contracts and those things in our professional work as well. So you're exactly right that most of the contracts that I deal with with vendors are 99.8% uptime. Um, and there are SLA response times to when there is some sort of outage. Usually it's here one, two, three, four. One, two, three, yep. Uh, and the, the time that they have to respond. And if you go over tier four or past those times, then you start to talk about compensation and contractual discussions that take place, which I've had to do myself. So uh, virtual legality here at the BitCast, folks. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. By the way, tier one, tier one, my service isn't freaking accessible. Tier one, tier four, <laughs> the clock doesn't work. You know, I mean, like there's there's things that are different levels of worry and I can't access any of the services I pay for big. That's high. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is this is tier one without a doubt. Right. This is what for you'd sure. call a sev one, uh, which means you have a complete and utter uh, complete outage of some degree, uh, which is yeah. exactly what it seems. So anyway, I don't need to add to anything you said, Rick. But yeah, there agree completely with you that we are moving into the age where everything's connected. There are a lot of benefits that come with that. There, there should are. Be there are expectation that this will occur on occasion but to your point xbox and playstation nintendo i don't know if we're even going to talk don't. about nintendo Nobody actually, knows so because i was going to say this yeah, about nintendo is that nintendo doesn't have the same drm rules because they don't they also don't have the advantages right so if you buy a second switch and you want to like connect your accounts and share the games in the cloud like that's a lot harder to do it on becomes switch. quite an effort <laughs> exactly it, 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 in fact when i got a wii u i know that was only one generation ago but like on the Wii U, when I got a new console, I had to ship them both of my Wii U consoles, and then they had to switch the hard drives manually for me to transfer my data over. So, like, that's the world you're living in if you just want to be able to play your games offline, which on Nintendo you can do, but then you get all the disadvantages of that, too. DRM and the digital world has has given players stuff that I think now we take for granted. And of course there are disadvantages, the online thing, the fact that they have to check to make sure that you own it, all that stuff is, it can be inconvenient, especially when things go wrong. But I, I think on the whole, we're, we, we get a lot out of, out of where we're at and more than, more than we suffer. And I think uh, the, the way that you fix it is you make small changes. And some of, some people were suggesting stuff that I think works like, uh, you know, having a 24 hour window where you don't have to check in and, or yeah. that sort of thing, which, 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 which ironically, 
Xbox suggested years ago in 2013 <laughs> during their original Xbox One reveal, and everybody was like, "What are you smoking?" Uh, Xbox, Xbox suggested and, a lot of stuff while trying to pitch the one. That was. But, just he, one but here, here, here's the thing, Hogue, is a lot of the stuff that they suggested about the always online happened anyway, and I think Microsoft got hurt for being ahead of the curve on yeah. that one because and you should don't mandate shit. Come along with the curve. Yeah, you I mean, get move curves with consumer electronics. Yeah, or or I I tend to think that consumers just don't know what they're talking about most of the time but that that's yeah neither here nor there i i i think uh a lot of that stuff did happen anyway and if xbox had been allowed to build the ecosystem that they had originally pitched we might be in a slightly better place because they did have like a you know daily check-in rule and they had the ability to like and they were gonna do things like sharing. Yeah. family sharing that's another yeah. thing we lost to to that we, so okay okay uh, i can't accept this all right. Yeah. They never gave us any goddamn details on family sharing. We lost the the pie in the sky platonic ideal of what PR marketing salesmen and board of directors members were selling us. So I we have no clue whether that would have been better or not. Okay. Correct. We don't we don't have a clue, but we we do know that that never happened because they abandoned that that uh, model altogether. Which I, I I'm I think that they had a here's here's what the future is going to look like and here's the ecosystem we're proposing and then when the market rejected that future then we sort of got into that future anyway but it happened unplanned it was like a haphazard kind of like trajectory and that that means that we're we're now in a future that i think to some extent are unprepared for right it's like all right well you have to be always online that's just the future now but we kind of didn't really think about that when we were building it and that i, I think that that's going to require some reconsideration of like what the future looks like that said i i read these articles about xbox live going down completely i felt like i was living in a different universe because my xbox live didn't go down at all and so yeah, i don't I know if it was just a regional thing i i don't understand where people I, were going down. I to test to it i have not turned on my xbox yeah, so. yeah it, it happens i mean when you connect to it's not like you're connecting to one specific server right i mean the, the traffic is routed all kinds to different data centers and there's all kinds of links along the way and steps that they have to go through and uh you know that that's why you usually see some people have issues some people don't and that seemed to be the case globally over the past couple days. So, but yeah, I never had an issue. Like I said, very strange that all my games work, all my apps work. Yeah. A movie wouldn't play. <laughs> I'm like, I, what are we doing? I'm always fond of when videos don't play or something like. It. Even in games where we're like, it's the game looks great, it works great, and like something's wrong with like the coding or the video or things like. Wait, this is the passive. You just you just run the thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's. Well, and, and and to your guys's point, what I suggested, right? They asked for feedback, so I gave it. I said, if I rent a movie, right, allow me to download it. And to your what you alluded to, Travis, which many have, is have a timed license check. Okay, you're now good for two days to just play this at will, right? And then they're after scared, that, you're scared to death and you cracking it somehow. They're scared yeah. to death. I know. Of course okay. they are. Yeah, and and they should be because pirating is real, and it's one of the advantages console has over PC is that they can control that a little bit more. So I I think. It has to be done right. And the other thing is, it's not just Xbox and Microsoft going, yo, here's the rules for DRM. They have to negotiate with the publishers and the developers that put their games on their console because those people are going to want to know that they're partnering with somebody that's going to protect their IP and give them uh, an ability to sell it without you know, exposing it to risk. And I think that's one of the reasons that people choose to make their games for console and sell them there. Because as some publishers and developers have said, 
they deprioritize the PC platform because so many people pirate there. And I think that's a, that's a fair argument. If I was making a product and selling it, I probably would also want to put it on PC a little bit later just because, you know, I don't, I don't, I want to mitigate the amount of people who are going to pirate it. So Gotta um, keep lights on. yeah, exactly. I, I, I understand kind of the both sides of this, but you know, you guys are talking about B2B SLAs for, you know, software as a service, which I think is very different than a consumer uh, platform, but they are paying money. And I think that I, I these mean, outages I, probably are part of it. You know, I really don't think at this level, it's so different. I mean, this is, this is the entertainment medium of the 21st century. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we have to start looking at those. Uh, we have to start looking at what obligations you have because <clears> that's <throat> when you start taking it seriously. I mean, that's, that, that, that just is. So, I mean, I, like I said, right now, moral opprobrium is the right, is the right move. So get on <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah. 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 Fair enough. Hassan. Uh, says, agree. Yeah. yeah. Our brother Hassan said I couldn't launch any online owned game nor Microsoft app. So Hassan also works in tech industry and he, he joked he's Crazy. a step one survivor himself. So he's a very familiar with these things. And I do like yeah. writing catastrophic failure in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to to brighter topics. Uh, our main topic today is about the summer game show schedule. So I'll run through the schedule that we know so far, anyway, and then a couple of things we'll talk about within it. So can I just say before you start, I absolutely sure. love announcement time in video games. I, I, I do wish there were a show that you could really focus on, but like it's such a special industry that you just get to say like, well, sit back and tell me about what my next two years of excitement and help uh, and hype are going to look like. And I say yeah. two years conservatively because, you know, games get delayed uh, and, and whatnot. But I, I absolutely love it. And now you can talk about the schedule. Like I said, I'm I'm just interjecting randomly. Very loopy today. But <laughs> I'm having fun. I so to take his Ritalin, y'all. So. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree with you. I it, It's like, you know, I'm we're joking about uh, being older and I'm 43 years old and I still feel like a kid. Uh, when when these shows happen, man, I just love seeing new games and new experiences, and it's one of my favorite times of the year. So this summer is going to begin right around when E three normally would. I mean, to a T. Weird, which is, yeah, <laughs> which is uh, Summer Game Fest. So Jeff Keeley's going to kick us off with Summer Game Fest on June 9th at two p.m. Eastern. It is a live showcase. It's going to be hosted by Jeff. And what day is that? That is uh, the twelfth is a Sunday, so work backwards. So that's uh, Thursday. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Crap. Thir right. Yeah. That's Thursday. I can, I can, I can add up. Um, so that's a Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern and he's calling it cross industry because it's going to coincide or, or overlap with day of the devs. So there's going to apparently be developer kind of uh, developers stopping in during the live showcase and having game previews and all kinds so of during, things. during like one now, big last year, they did, last year they did sequential. They did the they did the opening for summer games and then they did day of the devs like it was the same stream back to back right after yeah. might, might might be that way too he just says cross industry and day of the devs is good I love day of the devs I love yeah. hearing people talk about their games it's one of the things I miss from what E3 was becoming is it just became a YouTube trailer role yeah I, I I like to hear people talk about um you know the games they make day of the devs that stream at least last year was very good for that yeah 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 absolutely. So that's mm -hmm. Thursday. Then we move into Friday. A little bit smaller. This is the Tribeca Games Spotlight. That's June 10th, 3 p.m. Eastern. And this is, again, just a showcase showing exclusive games and interviews uh, picked by Tribeca. And then, of course, um, Xbox came out this week and announced their Xbox and Bethesda showcase, which is going to be Sunday, as they always do, June 12th, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a 90-minute show again. And, guys, I yeah. get to announce for the first time, 
This crew right here, the four of us, the big cast, what are we doing? will be live reacting uh, with you guys, hopefully, everyone listening and watching, we to are. the show. So because that uh, Xbox and Bethesda showcase literally starts when we would normally write around ending the big cast, we're going to start a little late. We're going to go for about an hour, do our predictions, kind of get ready, get ramped up, and then we're going to share the experience with all of you. So hope you can join us for that because it should be a lot of fun. That's uh, going to be a big day. We're going big time. Going We're big. doing a full-on live chat-based react stream. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic! I know, I'm excited. I am, I Put it am, on your Outlook uh, calendars, folks. Travis I'm, is. I'm terrified of that week. I uh, <laughs> so here's the thing: when I was yeah, waiting, yeah. I was waiting. I always wanted to go to uh, GCX, which is a Destiny event, Guardian yeah. Con in Florida, but I could never do it because it always happens the weekend before E3 and I always cover E3 for, for IGN. And so I just, I could, I could never swing it. And so I was waiting this year. Can I go to guardian con? And then as soon as E3 officially gets canceled, I'm like, hell yeah. You know, I buy $2,000 plane tickets. To no, you did all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. And then like a week after I make that purchase and do all of my flight plans, they announced basically a pseudo E3 that yeah. same week. And so Thursday is actually the day I'm supposed to be traveling and Sunday I'll still be in Florida, which means that I'm going to be doing our live stream from presumably a hotel room with a hotel room internet connection. <laughs> so I am terrified of the quality of, of me on that stream, but I'm always I've, terrified of the quality of you, Travis, but I don't think the hotel is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's I, gonna be that's gonna be a nightmarish <laughs> a nightmarish weekend for me. I have no idea how I'm gonna pull it off. So oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot. I of love fun. it. We'll, we'll make it work fun. one way or another. It'll be a laugh. So yeah. um, let's get these couple super chats real quick uh, before we move into some of the topics here. So we've got one a little bit ago from Dan Lazaro. Yeah, with the two dollars super chat, my games worked all weekend after a store update. Store update. Yeah, store so they that's another thing they were doing is they were doing these updates to to the uh, Microsoft Store, uh, I guess back end stuff. You know who knows, but uh, yeah, that was affecting people as well. So during this outage, sorry, I got to the super chat late. Apologies, Dan, but thank you as always. Um, Fat Boy Horror in the house as well. Yeah, <laughs> yay, Jeff and his ads. that's gonna be the issues. worst part. I have my issues with uh, some of the presentation here, but we'll see. Yeah. Have we'll faith, see optimism. optimism. That's right. IGN Summer of Games happening shortly after that. So. IGN Summer of Games. Look at him pitching his. I know, company. pitching his own company look, over look here. Look at, at this go. guy. It's not yeah, my company, guys. Do you get I'm to? A uh, not, I, I know that's video <laughs> presentation. You get to be involved in any of that stuff, or no? Yeah, I'll do the. I'll I'll actually do the the coverage, but yeah. Nice. Cool. From his hotel room in Florida. No. Hey. No, it's not that weekend. It's not that weekend. I'm only in Florida for two days and there's so much happening that weekend. It's unbelievable. It's not just game stuff. It's like personal stuff. I was just like, why did I do this? Why do I ever leave San Francisco? It's, it's always a mistake. I'm never happy. Why do I ever it. leave my apartment? <laughs> All right. So a couple questions, guys. We can walk through these. So basically, let's talk about some games. Games you want to see. Games you're excited for. Games you want to see more of. We'll We'll start there. So... And I'll kick us off just so uh, I can go. But I'm very, very excited to see more of uh, what what I think will be at the show and I do think will launch later this year, even though there hasn't been chatter about it recently, which is Forza Motorsport. Um, um, I am a big car guy. We've talked about this. Um, very excited on what 
Forza Motorsport represents this whole reboot, this next gen only type thing, um, new physics models, engines, all kinds of things. I'm very excited for that sim uh, racer to come back on the Xbox side. I love it to death. And I'm super excited to see that at uh, the showcase, uh, hopefully with a release date this fall. Do you just have like an unending appetite for racing games, Ains? No, actually, shockingly, no. Um, racing games, there's there's obviously a ton of them, but the ones I've always really loved have been obviously the you know, 410 Gran Turismo. Um, I love the Horizon series for for what it is, but I really like the sim racers too, just because you know, I like getting in there, I like tuning in the cars, owning the cars. I was yeah. just asking because I was curious because I like I, I I've been playing Gran Turismo this year and I feel like I'm good on sim racers. Like I w- it wouldn't have occurred to me to have Forza as one that I'm even looking for mm. this year. So I was just curious about that. Um, yeah, they're but- they're. It's very interesting when you compare the two, right? Because uh-huh. Gran Turismo, I think you'll agree, is very Japanese, and I mean that in a positive way. Like yes. it's it's just very Japanese, and it's Forza, a very particular kind of game. Yeah, and Forza gives you a similar racing experience, but everything to do with it is so drastically different um, yeah. that it, I always like comparing the two. And I'll no, play that's both. a good point. Yeah. Well, I, and I like I love racing games. I mean, I'm playing. I, I'm playing. I said I'm playing Gran Turismo. I'm also playing Grid Legends, um, which is you know arcade racing. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I I was just wondering because I, I guess Forza has never. I've never really enjoyed as much as Gran Turismo for sim racing. Okay, and, and I was just I was just curious about that. I go for Horizon out of the Forza kind of label. Yeah, yeah. So they they've gone back and forth. We don't you know again like over the years. Gran Turismo was the gold standard, right? And then mm-hmm. <clears throat> Forza came along, and by the time they got the Forza 2 and 3, the physics calculations in Forza surpassed Gran Turismo. Like, it was more realistic. Okay. And then and then over years, Gran Turismo kind of took that title back, and they kind of go back and forth with this, mm-hmm. if, depending on who you talk to in the car community. Um, but that's kind of why I'm so excited to see this, because this is one that they... Keep in mind, the last Forza Motorsport was 2017. 2017 it's been five years and they've been working on new physics engines there's new tire engine realize that new weather engine there's all these new kind of calculations that they're building towards for next gen only or new gen only um which is why it's so exciting right because the possibility that makes that makes total sense i didn't realize that so they skipped one of the between horizon windows is that what happened yeah 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 okay they, yeah, they've been building a new engine. and I had no getting, idea. All right, well, I'm right there with you then. I had no idea at all. Okay, fantastic. This is great. It's a great show. Yeah. So, yeah, pump for that great show. So, hey, you know, I'm just sitting here gathering information, folks. So, you know, <laughs> I, I thought we were all going to have the same first answer to this question. I have to be honest. Well, there, there's a couple obvious ones. Um, yeah. I thought the you most know, obvious one was just going to be the first answer for everybody. Yeah, the, the, the two big ones, and we might as well throw them out there, right? The two big ones, if you're looking at a first party or Starfield, and God of War Ragnarok. Those that's are the two ones that everyone's awesome. waiting to hear about. So everyone wants to see Starfield, I'm pretty sure. Yep. That's yeah. what I'm here for, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously that's gonna be the the highlight. That's gonna be the big game that Xbox pushes. Uh same with God of War on the PlayStation side. So I, I was kind of assuming that those two everyone's interested in, even though I know I know they're not, but majority of people are interested in, and those are gonna be the two huge AAA ones that kind of blow everyone away. Hopefully blow everyone away. So I'm very hopeful, right? Nothing would make me happier than Starfield blowing me away. That would yeah. be the that would I think be the it will, best huh? to be hyped for. I think it will. Travis, your lips to God's ears, man. <laughs> uh, the other one, I'm I'm excited for Star Wars games. 
okay. at this show. Um, I think there's still Eons out. I, I, I don't know. I told Republic is probably Eons out, but I think maybe we'll see something from it. Uh, I would not be surprised if we didn't see uh, Jedi Fallen Order two. I think Fallen that might get announced because they've already they've already announced they announced, it, it. They announced Fallen Order two. We yeah. haven't seen anything from it. Exists it. I think we might actually it exists as yeah. a title. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we'll see it in some form because that's okay. a sequel. So that, that they usually pump those out pretty quick. Um, and yeah, we'll see if we see anything from the other one. Uh, Ubisoft. Was it Quantic Dream or whatever. Yeah, Ubisoft. We're never seeing Quantic Dreams again. That game's not yeah. real. We yeah, might I, 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 I tend to agree with you on that. Yeah, I tend to agree. We might we see do have Amy, Amy Hennig's, uh, you know, she's working on another Star Wars game now, which is cool. Yeah. It's which um, is- Brand new announced. I that's one of those I almost did a video on too because I was like, okay, she says it's a spiritual continuation of what they were doing with uh, Ragtag, and I'm like, okay, so she says that in public. Did they license out the work in process? I mean, this is this is the lawyer. This is what a lawyer when he reads a news article. Go wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a different company. You wouldn't own the intellectual property there, huh? But you just said it publicly, so you wouldn't be that silly, huh? You know, this is these are how virtual reality episodes are born, people. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> Star Wars titles. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure Dan's with you on Star Wars titles. Yeah. I think many people are. Um, what was the other one? Um, uh, you mentioned Ubisoft, which made me think of it, and I didn't have it on my list. But we well, did finally open world Star Wars game, right? They said the division team is working on an open world Star Wars game using the yeah. Snowdrop yeah. engine. Yes, one hundred percent. But when you said Ubisoft, it made me think that this is outside of gaming. Of course, but we finally have a release date for the next Avatar movie, which, if it's anything like... Way of Water. Yeah, Way of Water, which, as you know, Ubisoft has been making this Avatar game for like five years, which yes. they're... Fi- I, keep, I keep being reminded of that, yeah. Yeah, which finally, I think, we'll probably see, because it'll probably capitalize on the movie returning, you know, is what I would expect. So I'm ready to don my 3D glasses, James Cameron. <laughs> Let's get it going. <laughs> There's so many theater operators that probably don't even have a a fully functional 3D screen at this point. I'll take uh, things I don't care about for 200. Oh, Travis, (laughs) stop being a spoil sport. No, come on. (laughs) Avatar. I I, I can't get into Avatar. Avatar sucks, but its graphics are cool, man. This is the tech demo you got with your old graphics card when you had a a big old tower computer that you'd haul off to take to your friend's house to play StarCraft on. And it had a graphics card that showed some cool 3D aliens that you're shooting while on a track. Uh, that's Avatar, man. Get excited. <laughs> I said it before. I'll say it again. Mo- <laughs> movies, you born. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ash says, you know what the Avatar sequels could benefit from? Vin Diesel. There you go. One hundred percent. Do it. Well, they already they already killed off the one Fast and Furious team member they had, didn't they? I know. <laughs> I don't no, know. It was uh... killed off a long time ago. Let's be. Well, wasn't Michelle Rodriguez in Avatar one? Yes, she, she, was. Was. she was. She was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Avatar is fine. It's that. It, it's uh. It's the. It's the rise. R y s e of movies. It's like wow, shiny. It's a spectacle. That's all it is. Yeah. That's actually a very apt comparison. I got to admit. Wow, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> um. What do you guys got, man? What games? What games? Starfield, I think, has got a lot of weight on its shoulders right now. Uh, yeah. Ragnarok, I would say less so because sure. I think we all kind of know exactly what that's going to be. But Starfield, I think we all have a version that exists in our minds of what that game is going to be. And it's going, the game that we actually get is probably going to have 
nothing in common with any of those. So I'm very interested to see what that's they why, actually come up with. That's why I think it's so unwise to go with all that concept art, right? Because concept art is very aspirational and it, yeah. and it gives you that imaginary, imaginative quality, which is what it's for. Like that's what it's designed for, but it's unlikely. But they to do everything. with all their games though. They did it with Skyrim, Fallout 4. They do, they do, they do this model of like, giving you little drips and drops of like what they're hoping. And then when they show you it, it's all like, I think that's going to be the biggest thing we see at, at E3. I think I, or at the E3 event that they're doing, I think it's just going to be like a big chunk of time. Cause that's how Bethesda does it. You got to sell it. Now, so. Yeah. But I mean like with, with, with uh, Skyrim, it's like, okay, I kind of have a notion of what Viking snow mountains are going to be like Starfield could look like anything. Uh, and I don't, I don't have a baseline to go off of. Right. I mean, like, there's so many ways to portray science fiction and exploration and everything else that I know it's a little bit industrial is basically all I've got right now. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's the number one with the bullet, because I'm definitely going to play it. I'm, I'm almost definitely going to enjoy it, but I have no idea what that looks like. I don't know what that experience is framed out as. I don't know anything other than stupid sitting around a desk saying space. We all want to know what's out there. Hi, I'm Todd Howard, and we're going to talk about human existence in our Also's game, space. Star. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you it's going to be good, though. I bet I, you it's going to be good. I, I, I mean, look, look, it's, it's a prestige studio. They're going to be a little pretentious. I would argue they're not any more pretentious than like Naughty Dog or you know the team. Dude, you pick the most pretentious studio on earth. I know, I know. I'm yeah. saying, I think Naughty Dog's the most pretentious. I also think uh, Santa Monica or the Ragnarok team is pretty pretentious with some of their interviews. So Travis, yeah, I'm right I, on board with you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it, that's that's what prestige studios do. So you kind of have to just overlook a little bit of that. I am right. I am right on board with you. I, I, it's so funny because they uh, they released Uncharted the movie on digital which I would describe in a one sentence rating as not quite as awful as you may expect. And uh, their opening, their Sony Pictures opening is so um, like, we're so damn magnificent. Great <laughs> storyteller. You've just begun to open the doors to a new era of imagination. And I'm like, okay, Sony. All right. Okay. He's up. Calm down. Yeah. Calm He's down. Up. The next generation of gaming doesn't begin until we say so, to quote a Sony executive. <laughs> so no, no, I, I agree with you. It's just that, man, the the stuff the, the stuff that they have done for Starfield for like the last <laughs> the last year has been like, okay, all right. I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's it's probably going to be fairly Elder Scrollsy with some spaceships, but. Uh, you know, we're not we're not trolling new depths of the human experience in all likelihood, Todd. It's we don't know that. Hope. But we don't know it. We don't know it. Give a shot, lawyer. <laughs> we don't know it. There is. It's a funny chance. because we, you know what's what, you know what's interesting, Hogue, is we have the exact same view on the situation in terms of Starfield's development and the pretentiousness and kind of the strategy, and we just disagree on what the expected outcome is. I'm like optimistic. I'm like I think it's going to turn out to be good despite all that, and you're like, I think no. it's going to be good. I, I said that when I started. The reason that I'm excited to see it is because I'm I'm fairly certain it'll be a game that takes up many hours and that I will enjoy. I want a notion of what that is remotely going to look like. Like, I mean, space is just so wild. Like, are they going to have a bunch of planets? Is traversal going to be a thing? Are you flying your own ships? I mean, like all these questions that you even had. Remember in like the alpha phase of Destiny when that when you, you want to talk about pretentious studios, Bungie, <laughs> like the solar system is yours. 
<laughs> and you know, it, it called their game freaking Destiny. And of course, <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we talk about a the title video, that has still not been explained, by the no, way, no, they don't have time to explain. Yeah. Anyway, so you just uh, don't get it, Travis. I, God. If if I don't get it after seven thousand hours, I have no clue what is wrong with me. I got nothing. I got nothing. But, but no, so I'm I'm eager to see that. I'm very very eager to see that one because I think it's very likely to be something that I engage with pretty well, Travis. And I yeah, and I I know I'm gonna enjoy it. I say that even knowing we don't know what the hell it is. Uh, but you know I'm also very um, my expectations for games of this level are very tempered. Uh, I get very excited for things, specific things, but a game like this is like, okay, it's going to be an RPG. It's going to be a, a, a top tier to Travis's point, Bethesda team experience. Even if it doesn't hit all the marks, I'll fine. I'll be fine. You know, I'm still going to love it. But the funny thing is, is just the, the huge dichotomy of people literally in our chat was I've got Hassan who I know is pumped for Starfield. And Nick says he should just come out and introduce himself as God Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I, at a certain level, I would respect that. Me too. And then, Me too, and then Ash said, I have zero faith in Todd Howard and that team. So I, I honestly believe that. How could that you say that? They made some of the all-time greats. I don't get it. I just I, – I think that people – there's going to be, to your point, there's going to be so many eyes on this. And then the compounding that, right? It doesn't apply to this group or our chat, yeah. but compounding that – is the fact that this is now Xbox exclusive? Oh yeah, right? I, I don't think I don't think Bethesda is ready for the the vitriol of being a, a Microsoft <laughs> exclusive studio. They're going to be like, why does everybody hate us now? These three so on our How side. weird is it? You you, yeah. you probably saw me snicker, but I continue to say, how freaking weird is it that it's the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase? They're your company. Yep. But but yep. Bethesda has has a big enough brand recognition in the industry that you want to put their name up there. Maybe. <laughs> definitely like yeah pe people have a i don't think anything particular about bethesda except yeah. that it's the city in maryland because <laughs> todd howard didn't be wasn't oh, like you know what you better add bethesda to that because yeah yeah because no he, i i think they did it i think they did it on purpose because they think that the bethesda brand carries enough weight in the industry and i think they're right to do so i think there's not a lot of people who would jump for joy at the Xbox showcase, but they see Bethesda and they're like, yeah, I want to be there. Come back at me if Sony announces their uh, show next year as Sony and Bungie. Oh, you know what? That Come back at me if that happens. If it they, doesn't, I, 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 I don't I, I know. They only, they only make one game. It's not like a massive publisher, but I could see Xbox doing Bethesda Activision. Outside showcase, of Fallout 76, you know I mean? Bethesda Game Studios has made nothing in forever. Not just no, not Bethesda Studios. I mean the publisher. Well, Bethesda, but it's not Bethesda they, Game Studios. So you, you're you're thinking that they're there's they're they're putting like ID and Tango and yes. whatever like in yeah, that yeah. bucket. Correct. All right. That's, so, that's, that's, so by the time more. next year rolls around, it could be the Microsoft and Bethesda and Activision conference. This is what you're I, thinking. I think that they'll at least have the logos up there because you can't just get rid of the Activision name. That's like oh, I huge. think they might, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, to your point, but but they what about they're gonna want, they're gonna want to promote that like, hey, this is an Activision stream because that's going to get more eyes than an Xbox stream. I you feel. forgot Blizzard, by the way. You need all four. Blizzard, yeah, you got to have Blizzard's logo up there. I, I want it to be that. I want it to just be uh, Microsoft featuring Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, and then just a giant king 
We know what you're here for, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this is a new problem of how do you manage your brands and do they do they get rid of some of those names? But I, I honestly think the names like Bethesda are probably a uh, a credit to them and Blizzard too. I would say like don't don't get rid of that brand. Like it's a credit to have that brand on your 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 stream title. You do or that whatever, on your big. But... You do that on your big screen that you put behind Phil Spencer that shows all the brands. I, it, to me, it's really weird because you want it to feel like it's your family, and maybe it's just yeah. a transitional period. Um, and no, uh, Dan O. I'm not trying to piss off a fan base. I like all sorts <laughs> of games from all these uh, from all these studios. In terms of marketing, Travis is saying that name is still useful. That is that is true. That is fair. That is fine. I, I don't. I don't think of it as too useful, but I, if a lot of people love Bethesda and follow them around, that's fine. I, when you talk about spending $8 billion, when you talk about spending $70 billion, generally speaking, one of the jobs that you're doing is integrating that goodwill into yours, not keeping it separate like they're a dog on a leash. So, I mean, that's going to be something that their PR teams and their communications teams are going to be working on. Yes, maybe you want to keep the name alive, but you're going to want to make it damn clear that this is part of the Microsoft family. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, that's what takes time to make pull. that transition for yeah. sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I will add a little, a little, uh, something I noticed, uh, which, which may kind of, uh, speaks to the point here is that when I was going to E3 and, and Travis, I know you know this and it may be kind of what you're alluding to, but for people who haven't, there is a weird and a, a positive weird, not a bad weird, a positive weird fascination with Bethesda within the games industry. There are people who were so excited to only go to their conference. Forget Xbox, forget PlayStation, forget anything. Bethesda was their thing. Okay. Uh, and I I, yeah. I don't know why. There are fanboys. I know why. It's Skyrim, let's be honest. And well, that's, yeah, that's some, fair, but... some people also have like that that dishonored, like they're obsessed with dishonored. That that fan base people is like are obsessed with their IPs for sure. Well, uh, are, are they just... still publishing their own games? It's, uh, you know, at yeah. least some of them. They won't publish their own I mean, games. I mean, they're still technically a publisher, no? Or are they, they, have, not... they do have a, a publishing arm, I think it was described. Yeah, they're, they're operating in, they're operating you know, as they were before. Right. Right. But under Xbox, but yeah, they, uh, I don't think they'll publish though. There'll be a big old, I don't think they'll, publish. they'll be a big old Microsoft game studios logo at the top of Starfield. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, oh yeah. Then for sure. I had no idea why they had to have both names on it. <laughs> that's the distinction, distinction between Bungie and, and, and the, and the other deals that Microsoft has done. Cause Bungie's like, we're keeping our publishing as fully discretionary. Everything will be pun published under the Bungie name. And it's like, okay, that's an interesting purchase. <laughs> we talked yeah. about that some right? of the comments also said QuakeCon will probably still remain hard agree mine minecon the minecraft convention is their yep. biggest streaming event of the year yes bigger than the xbox stream so that's just <laughs> one example of of how keeping the brand separate sometimes can help you but yeah uh yeah i think absolutely they'll keep QuakeCon. Yeah, and and Minecon and all that stuff. I think they want to keep the culture. Oh, but Minecraft's a game brand. They didn't buy Mojang, did they? Or, or they maybe did. They, if they did, they don't use that name anymore. Yeah, well, no, they they use Mojang. Mojang is uh, still the developer, but they they use it's not Minecraft. The Microsoft and Mojang press conference, even though Minecraft is super. Popular. And I think the difference there is that Mojang makes one game. Bethesda made like, like how many studios did they acquire with that? Seven or eight? Nine. So like they, they nine? Yeah. So they they acquired like a whole culture and legacy and existing portfolio. And I think that that is sort of their marketing challenge is 
uh, like you said, attaching that goodwill to their company, but that takes time. You have to kind of promote the, but hey, Bethesda and Xbox are the same team now. And, and I think that that's their strategy, at least this year. Have Todd and Phil uh, exchanging skits. At the, yeah, uh, hugging, hugging on stage. and Somebody has a pie. It's a whole yeah. joke thing. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he takes it, Todd takes off his leather jacket and gives it to Phil. Phil puts it on. I, I, fair, whether you like, whether <laughs> you like him or not, it doesn't really matter. Todd and Phil garner a, an audience. Those two oh, guys yeah. there are people that will do anything for those guys, whether you agree with it or not. It's just a fact. Um, I, yeah, it's I'm weird. Never gonna, I'm never going to be terrible. So I don't like hero worship. Period. I'm never going to be terribly comfortable with it in the in the guise of uh, corporate CEOs. I for agree. sure, for I sure, agree. it's weird, I super agree. weird. Although Todd uh, Howard, I mean, you made more ones, so dude, I don't know. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> you um, so, so we might as well, but since we've been on Bethesda, one of the other ones I had is Redfall. Uh, was announced last year. Yes was supposed to launch in summer of this year uh, a lot of sources saying it's it's now fall i think their official site even says fall but i am very very excited for redfall next game. stop it next game from arcane uh co-op looter shooter with vampires on a dedicated island uh i'm i'm all about it so that's easily one of my most anticipated games um not the looter shooter aspect is one thing but just that it's arcane arcane's level design is unique their narrative I'm design unique and i love their game so i'm pumped for that one i think you're right i'm very interested in seeing what that is because all we have is it, am i right then all we have is that cool, pretty cool cgi video yes. like conceptually yep. okay yep. i like arcane i i might be in a minority i really didn't go for death loop okay. um, so i'm interested in seeing you know what the rest of their company was doing at the time i guess yeah hmm. i really like death loop it wasn't i still think prey is better prey is a better right. game yes um, prey is a I, as I think about it more as we pass, Prey might be an all-timer for me. It is. Wow. For me, too. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. That's um, a great story. Yeah. What do you guys got, man? Give me some games we haven't, we haven't been thinking about. What are you excited for? Dan, come on. I, here, here's the thing. I, I'm. We're going to get to this point where we're going to, uh, like, announce all these games, right? Like, I don't expect to see a whole ton of stuff that's coming out this year, except for maybe, you know, some Starfield stuff. Um but, or, or the, you know, a lot of these, I think a lot of these will be like, hey, Ripple is coming, but we're pushing it back another six months or whatever. Oh. You know, you know that's, that, that's what I think will happen. And, and we're, we're, oh, we're so loaded up on what's coming at this point already. I think we've got, you know, all these other, you know, all these games. Just, I mean, if you just look at like, you know, Star Wars games, there's, there's a huge list of games that are, you know, in production right now. Uh, Will we see any of that stuff? Yeah, so I order, I'm hoping. Like to see more of. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, God, God of War maybe, and Starfield for sure. Um, those are two games that just come to mind, and and those are the obvious ones, like you said, you know, and and, but there, there's not a whole lot of other games that have been announced, you know, short of a couple of Star Wars games that I really care about. You know, because every everything seems to be it's always it's either live service, it's co-op, it's something, you know. I mean, give me some single player games, you know, just single player games. I know that's not the trend. I know that <laughs> doesn't maybe it doesn't make me any money anymore. I don't know. But it, it's just that's that's all I really care about, and that's all I really want to see. But you know, what we will see, I think, is gonna be a lot of you know, a lot of gas. Lot what of about gas. what about uh Hellblade 2? Yeah, I mean I don't think they're going to show anything about that. I mean, there's really no reason to. They showed that last one what in December, right? Was that it? 
I mean, maybe they so the one with the faces. Is that the one primarily with the faces? With that like giant monster. Oh, it's the giant yeah, dude. The giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Faces so I mean, the first faces of the reveal. I have no yeah. idea when that's coming out. No clue. You know, you showed enough. We're good. I'll just give it to me. You I have know? to be honest. Like, that, like, that, at least in the first game, that's too dark. I, I I can't get too excited about a game that dark. It's just really. Me. Yeah. It, I mean, I like the first one. But to me, it was like a it was like an art piece about depression. It's not the most obvious like sequel bait for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it, it is weird that it's a sequel. But I'm almost like, if they're gonna do a sequel, they're gonna make it real weird and something I'm not expecting. So yeah. just everything we've seen about that game so far, I'm like, this looks crazy. They're I really a very cinematic company. I like that. You want to talk yeah. about pretentious? There's well, your studio. Uh, I don't know. I don't, theory, think, I don't think. I don't. I want to punch so. that dude in the face. They did have a big long documentary. Uh, they did have a big long documentary about mental illness and like what this game no. can mean to that community and that kind of thing. It's like, well, okay, yeah, no. but it was made by thirty people. Does that well, make it less pretentious? I mean, I think so. I think pretentious people are like the solo game maker. Or the you solo artist. Yeah. That the Fez guy is crazy insane. They, right? they did it. They did it as like a side <laughs> passion project. So like Ninja Theory, most of their staff was being like rented out. They were like mercenaries for other devs. And then they had a group of 30 people and they were like, hey, we're going to try to make our own game with like a shoestring budget. And they chose to make this crazy, unique game. And it turned out as well as it did, I think the fact that, that that it came out as well as good it is is crazy um whether the sequel is pretentious i think you know now they've got maybe a chip on the shoulder we'll see but i i don't know I, I have a hard time calling it pretentious when it like all that they overcame and how scrappy it was and all basically like overcame? one actor yeah what did they overcome that's trash that with, with hellblade one yeah, what did they overcome? Working working with such a small team on a shoestring budget uh, in between all the other projects when most of their team was working on on working for other developers. That's that's okay. crazy. I mean, I'm glad the game exists, but I mean like isn't that what every game company overcomes to get a piece of software out to the door? How many people made Rogue I mean, Legacy 2? Sorry, like breaking 12, up. 12. I, am I breaking up? 12. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Cellador Games is a pretty small uh pretty small dev but that's that's neither here nor there i mean hogue we were comparing it to like naughty dog we were talking about earlier which is like not a studio that ever has to worry about budget cuts or their team's focus being split or you know all the things that you would have to deal with if you were if you were a a a, a independent developer that didn't have like money you know what i mean so i like them and i like hellblade but i i guess what i'm it really comes from the leadership though right like you see neil and he's just like man you're 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 great, and you gave us The Last of Us and stuff. But you know, I really don't I, like you. <laughs> I, I guess maybe this just comes from where I put this game. Like right? Hellblade, to me was was fun, was good. Seven, yeah. seven to seven and fair. a half. Seven. And then yeah. I, I feel like it got elevated. It, you know, I, I don't know if you follow sports, but like when a college recruits a player that has three stars, because that college recruited them, sometimes they get five stars. Right, like it's like, oh well, I guess as long as you're going to be a Michigan Wolverine or a Notre Dame Fighting Irish or whatever, we must have misranked you. I feel like when Hellblade Two became a Microsoft product, it became like, whoa, Hellblade. I was like, I don't, I don't remember feeling that strongly about the first game. Period. No, I think I think it was more that now they had a budget and a dedicated team to it, and it okay. was like, okay, well, what could the potential be of a sequel where they had. They have they have like all of their kind of 
force the heavenly sword, it. which I also found yeah. to be a seven. Yeah, <laughs> to, to your point, Hogue, I, I'm not super sold on Hellblade 2. Okay, One, fine. I think it's a little weird that they're making a sequel of it. Weird I wonder, I wonder if people are overhyping it because you know they're expecting, oh, well, now that they've got a limited budget, it's going to be 10 times better. And if it ends up being sort of like more Hellblade 1, I think people are going to be like, oh. I thought it was going to be an 11 out of 10 instead yeah. of a seven. And I, I worry about that, that but I am more excited to see more of it. Yeah. I liked it more than you guys did. I, I Hellblade one you did? yeah, Hellblade I'm one. right in the middle there. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's definitely shortcomings in that game. You can tell it was made by a smaller team, um, but yeah, I, there's like no the matching the runes and the runes and that the combat was forgettable. And I mean, there's, there's aspects of that game, um, but I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, Me too. But, Me too. But, I love that. Game. Okay. You know what else I want to see? I want to see compulsion games. I want to see uh, their new. I was going to say, man. I was just going to say, you guys are killing me because no one's naming any games that we hadn't thought about. I don't even I mean, know what what they're working on. From you guys, right? Now. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I was going to. I, I haven't I, gotten there yet, Ains. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So compulsion games is a good shout out. We haven't. Do we know what seen, they're making at all? Yeah, they're 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 making a yeah. third person uh, narrative uh, kind of darker adventure, which is probably Perfect. what their sandbox is. Um, so they made. Um, we happy few which you know it was kind of mediocre it didn't really land too great it had some really good stuff in that game i've talked about this before i've written articles on it uh but it just it it wasn't great right um but they've been working on this new project for years now and um what i've heard Hmm. is that it's further away than people than you would assume but it wouldn't surprise me further out Okay. People, you would assume, even though it's been four or five years now since we happy few, but it wouldn't surprise me to see some sort of teaser for it. Uh, so we actually get to see what they're working on. So I'm, I'm hopeful for that. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Compulsion, am I wrong on this? They made that one PlayStation 4 launch game, they made We Happy Few. Have they made anything else? I'm like, am I supposed to get excited about their portfolio? <laughs> no. I, I yes. off the top of my head, Chat, and I'm not Googling it right now. I don't know what else they've made in their history. I I enjoyed We Happy Few for its concepts. They obviously didn't deliver the full vision of what they wanted there, but the vision was good. So kind of what Travis was saying about Hellblade, right, with um, uh, Ninja Theory is that the hope, and maybe it's misguided hope, who knows, we'll see. The hope is that now that you've got bigger staff, bigger budget, and time, that the vision meets the production where it hasn't before for some of these studios, right? Ninja well, Theory. I think Psychonauts 2 is, is part of the proof of Psychonauts that. Psychonauts 2 is a good example. Um, um, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Compulsion continues to be the strangest purchase to me because I, I just don't I, – I, I don't know whether it was bodies. I don't know what they've got, whether they got good uh, mission statements cheap. and business pitches behind the door, whether they were super cheap as Dan offers – uh i actually think it was the developers because they've got a lot of like veteran developers that microsoft's had relationships with a long time i think a lot of themselves the individuals yeah i think it was an accu hire because uh they yeah a lot of a lot of them worked on like bioshock i know so they've they've got that sort of pedigree which you can see you can definitely see in we happy few it's just bad i mean like you see the concept you can see the the design it is bad i regretted my purchase almost immediately uh it, it, it's it because but it's got a good idea it's got a good concept and then it's yeah. and then it's a bad game um and yeah. and so uh yeah i hope so i nothing would make me happier than great games coming from all these studios I mean, I, whatever the chat says about me i'm not trying to keep people down i'm trying to keep expectations <laughs> in check 
We should be keeping people down. What about um? <laughs> oh, what about Insomniac Wolverine? You think oh, we see? So that that no was the way. other question I had for you guys too. Before Wolverine, yeah. Do we do we get some PlayStation announcements at Summer Game Fest, or does PlayStation yet to announce their own showcase? They gotta show up at Summer Game Fest. That'd be crazy if they weren't. I think they opt yeah. out of everything and then they just call it. They just last call year in, they. Uh, don't you remember last year we were all like, "Where the hell is PlayStation?" And they I didn't have, have a late June to like September. I think they'll have a late June state of play. I hope. Really? You, well, so so you're you guys think there'll be two Xbox showcases basically? Because I mean, Nintendo doesn't do announcements anyway. Summer Games Fest. Summer Games Fest is going to lean into third, party. um, third parties and indies and computer games. Um. Yeah, no, you, you say two Microsofts? No, Summer Games Fest is Embracer Group Fest. That's, <laughs> that's, what, I, that's what I think. Oh, boy. That's what Tencent I think. Fest, yeah. Embracer Group and uh, Take-Two. Like, what did we see? It's 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 essentially Gamescom. So what do we see there? We see a lot of Take-Two presence. Uh, we see a lot of Embracer Group presence. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would expect. It's that those That's the crew that's going to take over Summer Games Fest, I think. Yeah, and, and right. see, Jack just said in the chat, because I think people are forgetting last year, is that we got through, like, Xbox had their showcase. We all agreed it was really good, and some others. PlayStation was dead silent. They didn't do anything all last summer. And their, then pipelines it, are, their pipelines are much summer, they right got uh, They're too busy making summer blockbusters in the summer, Ames. Okay, so. it, it would disrupt their virtuous cycle. I loved I loved Hoag's side-eye there. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a couple super chats and we'll get. Okay. I've got, I've got I like. I want to love. I want to love. But you have chat. so much hate in your heart. <laughs> it's impossible. Oh, man. All right. Gio Rio with the 10 euro super, super chat. Hey, Gio. You right. have to ask if that's Gio euro. Ever. It's euro. Yeah, it's euro. It's a big E. What? <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. All right. Hi, guys. Hogue, again, in, in stream, did your Mother Day gift actually arrive yesterday with that long stream? Yes. Co Council uh, brought in this note during that stream. It arrived and it was fabulous. <laughs> nice. Uh, Love Grogu at uh, Travis Sofa. Uh, cool. You think PlayStation will announce God of War Ragnarok release date soon? Um, yes. Yes. The question is, how aspirational will the release date be? Yes. Do, do you guys... I think you're on mute, Travis. You guys still think it's coming this year? No. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Do you, th right. do you think it is? I think, I think they is. might put in a placeholder. I mean, I think they might put in a, a, a November, December to keep the to keep the monsters at bay and then switch it to February sometime in the fall. I so think it kind I, of has to come out this fall. Where I don't know if you missed it, but one of the devs responded on Twitter from Sony Santa Monica. And mm, oh, my God. He responded to someone the same question, and he definitively said it is coming this year. He oh, is unlikely to be in charge. Uh, 100%. I'm just letting you know what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I do think it is going to come this year. I think that. I don't know what else would is the problem, right? right? Sony basically skipped the holiday window last year, and I don't know that they want to do it again. So their their pipelines have gotten weird. Yeah. Spring yeah. pipelines. Yeah. Yeah. Lately. All right. Fat Boy Horror. Five pounds. Uh, if you haven't played Hellblade with Dolby Atmos headphones, you're missing out on a lot of the game. The damn slander. I listened to it on headphones, Chief. I did too. I, I like the game just fine. I'm not going to elevate it because it's now owned by Phil. <laughs> I love <laughs> He had a Chief. You know how it got serious. The Chief came out. 
Thank you, I, Bad Boy. Appreciate no, it. great super chat. Appreciate you. I, I, I can't change my opinions because what value do I have if I could just change my opinions for five pounds? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just not that kind of guy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Uh, no, I agree. Like I said, I liked it better than you guys. Apparently. No, I liked it. I, I think I he said he'd give it a seven. I'd probably lean toward an eight, but I do agree the gameplay is like the worst part, right? The combat like seven, seven good. and a half. It's like it's it, it, it's interesting. It's we cinematic. don't do seven and a half, Hoke. Just make a decision. No, we're it's not a seven or an eight. Yeah. What the hell, man? You double those numbers. You want a full number? Okay. It's uh what, what does a seven and a half mean? Of, what, what, what does a seven and a half mean? It means it's between a seven and an eight, chief. <laughs> be more specific be more specific <coughs> you like you mean you want it to be like a 7.56 like that level of specificity no i am i am uh i'm a purist when it comes you got to bots you got bots in your chat yeah, no. hey that's good that's a sign of success we got also also is there a link to that some, <laughs> yeah if you want to see some naked yeah. women, we got we got uh yeah, it's like wait what are the bots selling oh, oh, oh slowly roll here ain't <laughs> Give everybody a chance. Stop deleting. Stop deleting those messages. I got to take a screenshot. Um. I, I said, will God of War Ragnarok be moved to 2023 so they can give Elden Ring Game of the Year? I'll say this right now. Elden Ring's going to win Game of the Year regardless of what release. Yeah. I mean, there's... I think so. Starfield's going to make a run. Starfield's going to make a run. It could. It could. Uh, but again, like... When you talk about <clears throat> Starfield, and I don't want to get back to Starfield, but when you when you talk about Starfield's potential, which is yeah. way up here, right? Uh, it has the potential to top Elden Ring. Will it top Elden Ring? I, feel I like hope it does. I hope it does, but I'm not confident in it. We should all hope the next game no. is the best game. I mean, like that that should be our dream, right? Uh, but yeah. Um, Elden Ring's right. not gonna be my game of the year. No. VR games. I would like to see some new VR games. There's been they're a so VR hard drought. to show, aren't they? I, that's the yeah. that's the worst part of virtual reality is that they're so damn hard to show because uh, they promise feel different. You that's the not on. the worst part of virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many worse parts. Yes, VR too. It's I don't something. know where you're going with this, Travis. Showcasing it. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, VR's got a lot of problems, not not, not least of which is uh, the fact that it's so damn expensive to actually enjoy. You got to have space and income yeah well i mean look yeah. i wish i wish the psvr2 that they're you know that they keep teasing would break that boundary but i think the wire is going to kill them yeah i think so um what other games indiana jones is that uh, we gonna see that uh, we're not gonna get indie i don't think no uh, i really want i really yeah. want what i always want you all know what i always want out of these showcases that i never got what avowed i'm just kidding uh, uh about would be interesting. Yes, about. Travis, that's the that's the answer. I, I really want to see 16, and I really want to see this what I'm calling in in honor of the sequel to Breath of the Wild, the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so I, I would really like to see the directions for both those. 16, God, God help me, Square Enix. Get rid of your Western studios because you keep saying when you announce Final Fantasy games that this one is not like the last one, and we're done it real close to when it's gonna release. We'll tell you more about it next year. You skip a year. And my God, if you don't give me some information soon, I will be very upset and buy your product very angrily when it's released. <laughs> and someone came out this week and said that it is, quote, complete Final 16? Fantasy XVI. They, they, they said when they put the launch trailer up, it's like, this one's 90% done. And well, we don't hear about it for two freaking years. Well, like, like you said, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It won't take long for us to continue the rest of these chapters. That's uh, right, we it so we could get it out to you faster not only did you not get it out to me faster you did you, you haven't 
uttered a whisper <laughs> of this game. You can forget that it exists as a concept. Yeah. You, you, you ruined your story so much you're trying to figure out how to fix it. I understand what kind of hole you dug for yourself, Square Enix, but I'm interested in seeing your game. <laughs> so one, uh, someone you mentioned indie, which machine game, is it machine games make an indie? Uh, did they say that? Did they confirm that? Well, one yes. of the Xbox studios. Is, it's, Bethesda. It's, a Bethesda, it's a Bethesda studio, yeah. I think, I think it's Machine Games. games. Um, yeah, they bought into that license because it was Bethesda's before the purchase. Right. Correct. Um, but I believe that uh, the expectation from many out there, and I see some people chatting as well, is uh, the next Wolfenstein that we'll see. Uh, from oh, that would be great. Machine you think games. so? I, I kind of feel like Wolfenstein is, had, had paved its path. with. I, I really hated that Daughters one. A lot of oh, people... Oh, yeah, but that, that was a side project. The main games have been fantastic. I mean... Okay. Two yeah. is really good. Two, two, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually, I think that DLC that that one I reviewed that too, Hogue. I think that was made by a different. Um, you think was it? I yeah, really I think I think it was. It was. It was made by a different studio. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> some people said, uh, "Bear with me." Uh, what did I just miss? Oh, Dead Space remake. So I think oh. games like Dead Space remake are the and Callisto Protocol. I'll shout out to are games that we are perfect for summer's game summer games. Yep, that's happening. Kind of third for party sure. game that we'll see at those those shows. I'm super pumped for both of those because Dead Space, the original, is incredible. It's an incredible, incredible um title, and Callisto Protocol is shaping up to be one. And I hope we see both of those this summer for sure. Yeah. Be great. Um, another one I'll throw at you, which we got the state of play. Arcane, Arcane made the shitty Wolfenstein. <clears throat> they did actually. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, so that's it's that game and then Deathloop. Yeah, you're gonna have to show me something, Redfall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on! Arcade has a better history than that. I mean, that's, that's a better that's, history. That is fair. But, you, but I, the more distant you get from it, then it starts. To, it's like a it's like true. A but remember, Arcane is two studios. So there, there's Arcane for Leon in France. Yeah, that's Deathloop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Deathloop. The the game that Redfall is being made by Austin, which made Prey, and they've been working on Correct. it since Prey. That's all Correct. they pray. Yeah. All right. Then. Yeah, that's it. And then it's, you're going to start with. I think you'll be good. Praise <laughs> yeah. amazing. Praise yeah, amazing. I mean, it is. Praise amazing. But each developer has like groups, I think, and and also sometimes get assigned projects that like I I think the Wolfenstein it doesn't capture project, their spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't I don't think the Wolfenstein project. Game. Yeah, and, you should not have given a, a Wolfenstein mini DLC to <laughs> Arcane. That that is an insane idea. Enter me. Square Enix saying. Um, we really want to get into gas, but uh turns out Crystal Dynamics uh don't they don't have a love for it. Sorry about that. We're gonna sell them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Nash is right. A few of the key folks from uh, the Austin uh Arcane Austin team are the, the new studio that made Weird West. That's very true. Uh one other big one people. <laughs> one other big game this fall that we got the long extended play extended state of play for which surprised me is hogwarts legacy that is that is due to release in the holiday of this year too right here baby. that's not that's not gonna hit that i don't think but it's Slytherin, of course you are <laughs> it, it was captain. the best I, that 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 extended state of play i think was my favorite extended state of play uh ever i think they did a really good job selling their their title they did because I was not really interested. I, I I was interested in the prospect of it, and I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. But after watching that, I was like, I'm in. This I'm in too. Yeah. I'm in too. So. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah. So Final Fantasy for me. What else do I have here? I, sequel to Breath of the Wild. I want to see. Um, eh. 
I know, Ains. Let the rest <laughs> of us be. I know, I know. I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority. Yeah. I know. Well, I, mean, uh, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to be at these shows, though. I, I would be very surprised. I, I guess when Ains asked us to offer our thoughts on these, I'm including the month of June. I expect a direct. I expect a state of play. Yeah. Okay. Fair I enough. hope. I hope. Not so. that week. I don't. I think there'll be some distance, but but I think in June you'll get both. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, one other kind of small, well, it's not smaller, but one title that um, I'm Perfect. excited for is um, Stalker 2. Um, yes. That, well, that, that was delayed seven additional months till December. December 8th is now the release date, assuming it released. Where are they making that? Is that is that war affected? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it was shifted. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that, literally war affected, not advanced wars. Quite affected. literally. Quite literally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Crazy. Well, We'll see. Uh, I I predict we will not be seeing Perfect Dark at the Bethesda Xbox Showcase. Travis going out on limbs. Yeah, I will. I predict that. That's my uh, bold. Travis, will we see that rare game with the cartoon deer? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Oh, okay. All right. And then no, sorry, Banjo Three is also not going to be there. Oh, um, don't crush my. I know. I hey, I want it too, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Here, uh, here's my here's my you know super wish a Sea of Thieves single-player only server. Go home. A single-player only server? <laughs> Go just the only like, 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 like no asshats, you know? Like, just, just like, hey, like do, have- do what Fallout 76 did. Let me buy my $15 server and populate it with nobody. Just, so just, just you, and, just and, you and your boat. Yeah. What? Just you and your boat. Yeah, just me and my boat. <laughs> I actually thought Sea of Thieves did a great job with their Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Like, I really liked that. Little yeah, I, I thought video. they did, too, when I could actually do it, and there weren't campers sitting outside of the stupid... As an asshat in Sea of Thieves. Here we I go. I'm offended, and Here I think go. you should it be should forced be. to play with me. So that's no. that's my... You can join Sam, you should do a stream. I would play Sea of Thieves with the with the three of you. Listen, we should. This is I the perfect want... crew. We have a group of uh, I'm in. I'm in. You know, I'm I in. I would 100% room. play Pirate with you three. Hell yeah. That'd be amazing. great. Okay. There you go, Dan. You found your family. Right, off off chat. Just uh, understand. Off chat, we're going to have to start up uh, some, some uh, Sea of Thieves. Oh, you guys will be impressed by my loadout. I've been curating for a while. Uh, how do you play? Great. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I'll teach we'll you. figure it out. Can you give me a battle rifle and some armor? And then we'll, In terms of I'll skill? Oh, yeah, no, there's no... There's, no skill, uh, there's nothing to it. Yeah, there's no, you don't have, uh, I will never have better equipment than you. It's all set. It's just I know, I'm literally. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I've played, I haven't played like you guys. I haven't played a lot, but I have played quite a bit. And it's, it is, it's fun when you're in a group. It is. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, for sure. I'll get my accordion. We'll be the asshats, Dan. Come yeah, to the dark side. Just understand um, that I, I, I basically, at the sign of anybody else, I head for the edge of the map and sink my ship <laughs> so that nobody can have my loot. So, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. I just oh, like yeah. I, I just like wasting people's time because I know they're coming. So I'll literally go around an island constantly and just keep circling it until they get bored, and then I just take off and you know either head straight into the wind or you know <laughs> see what happens. I do. I love just it. like annoying people. I've on already there. told you that I play yeah. musical instruments and and try to appease them before being sunk and killed. And they always message you, hey, we just want to talk. Yeah, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> I literally do. I want to make friends in the Sea of Thieves, but what can you say? You're the only one. Um, uh, let me let me get I, a couple of Super Chats real quick. Super Chats. Yeah, Thank you, so generous chatters. 
Our, our our regular gecko gamer is back in the house. Yeah, I want to see Kerbal Space Program Two. Okay, all right. Uh, that, that'd, that'd be a fun one. Another cool. one of those games with uh, like a not I don't want to say a cult following, but you know what I mean. There's a core group of community that loves Kerbal Space Program. I think they'll just keep developing one. I don't know if they'll make a sequel. Mm. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Dan Lazaro back in the house with my favorite super chat of the day. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is a great cure for insomnia. Sure is. Well, yeah. if, if anybody can identify it, it's probably Travis. Yeah, honestly, we'll I can, I can tell him. you. I can tell you that's that's not one of the games I fall asleep to super easily. So yeah, but Diablo, Diablo, which Diablo is a great dude. I'm sorry, oh you, God, you, you, from can, you can love that game. sweet little guitar, and then you know, yeah. Diablo, you can absolutely fall asleep. You can love it. that game, but let's be honest, you can play it with your brain fully off. Right, like that is literally just click, 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 or if you're in a controller, just stuff. It's it's cookie clickers with the yeah. with demons, right? I mean, yeah. I like that game. Just to be clear, it just makes me fall asleep. I don't want to fall asleep. I'm like trying to stay up and play the game. It's just that I love this. my brain sort of enters this pattern, and then it's just very it's meditative, and then I fall asleep. <laughs> All right, Pompa back in the house. Uh, Pompa with a ten dollars super chat. Thank you, sir. Give me a stream with all four of you playing CFPs, Rocket League, Division, anything. LOL. That would be great. Super would, chats are the way to get us to do it. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> we work I, would also, I would also love it if we could do streams of games that only one of us knows really well. Like I would love for like Ains to make us all play Halo with him. And then I can make all of you what guys play Destiny with me. And we could just like record everybody being confused about everything. It would oh. be great, man. That's I know I only story. have about a thousand hours in Destiny. Am I am I uh oh you're casual, bro? Filthy okay. casual. Yeah, absolutely. That. It was it when you said that it reminded me of the time I brought Dan in to play PUBG with me and Bert, which was oh the funniest experience you've ever seen. Like me and Dan, like, I'm behind a rock. You know, I've got my sniper up on the hill there. And I'm like, all right, you, Bert's watching that way. I'm watching. We're very coordinated, right? And Dan I believe what Jenkins did, basically. Well, and, <laughs> and can you <laughs> click on this uh, this most recent Ash Reviews games uh, yes, chat? Yes. yes. Oh. Yeah. So this this is the dream right here. That's great. <laughs> Hope stopped watching the show, though. And so I'm did just, I, I'm actually. Just I, haven't, I haven't seen I'm just in the headphones grousing about Madrigal. Yeah. <laughs> Which the entire episode was about this week, by the way. No, oh, oh, boy. Give a whole oh, episode boy. to entire episode. Oh, Quan. Bro, bro, I have not seen. I think I stopped at four. Was that the one where he touched the big rock this time? Yes, it was. Yeah, Hoke. Yeah, exactly. And I have not gone back. I think about it and I'm like, I the internet could. promised just... me that episodes five and six are awesome. I a lot of people, a lot of people liked five and six. They're again, like I told you a couple weeks ago, they're they're okay. I still have qualms. And then this week, I read. I think it was IGN actually read that the entire episode was about magical Quan Ha and Soren. And I, <laughs> actually, it's the first week where I didn't watch it upon release. I was like, "It's like I that can wait." Uh, <laughs> so I, I sat down and watched it yesterday. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Okay, it would be. okay, it's really bad. It's still no, because Soren Ains cool. has hope in his heart. Okay, Soren. we can't take this fully away from him. Ains, you keep going, brother. <laughs> Two things. Soren is cool, and at least they pushed some of the what I think is the nonsense about magical. Like it should be done now, if that makes sense. Uh, and yeah. there is there is a like Halo lore guru that writes for Season Gaming. Like he's a Halo nut. Okay. Legit. 
And he pointed out something in the episode that I would have never noticed in a million years that I don't think anyone noticed uh, about how um, there's, uh, I don't want to ruin it, but it's in our discord. But I mean, you can't any more than it is. There is apparently emblems within this camp in Madrigal of the people they were talking to that are forerunner emblems, which okay. are tied to the other part of the forerunner story that's coming. So I was like, eh. Have <laughs> 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 you guys ever watched like, watch an episode where you, where you just like sit there and it's like, all right, no, no. And you just keep fast forwarding until you see something interesting. And then the next thing you know, you're at 59 minutes and like 20 seconds of the hour long show. And you're like, oh shit, I, I missed everything. Well, like That's I, basically I, how I watched that last episode. I'm, like, I'm, no. I'm holding out. I, I'm, I'm in the middle of moon night. I'm enjoying that enough. I've okay. watched the implosion of Halo. I watched the implosion of Picard. I, uh, Get I, ready for I, the implosion I, of moon night, buddy. I, Okay, thanks, Dan. That's no something problem. to look forward to. Um, hey, Ozark's was good. Ozark. I, you know what? Yeah. You know, I'll go watch Ozark. I'm watching like Yellowstone. I'm watching yeah. like stuff that all the stuff that was made for me in terms of gaming yeah. and nerdiness and everything else is just there's too many good shows right now for me to continue to watch Halo. Like Ozark's was great. Better yeah. Call Saul is doing great. Barry, well, Barry season Paul. three, amazing. Yeah, uh, that's that's the assassin one with. Hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should Hater is Hater is a taste I've never acquired. So it's just oh, I'm, really? Oh. I don't. Like well, he's that, great. But... He's great in that. He's yeah, great. I've heard that. I've heard we moved that. to TV cast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. We got TV. All of a sudden. <laughs> so, so this is all right. All right. I'll try. I'll try to keep you on track. I'm sorry. This is so. I will say this. Right. I was on a 10 hour stream yesterday, and it's, it's uh, we're just wandering about. So I apologize for just. <laughs> For just he's doing a, that, he's in a for meander just, mood. <laughs> for just part two, I'm knocking my pop filters off. It's all good. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I almost, I almost in the middle of this said yes. Keep sending in those super chats. You know, so, okay, all right, all right, back off. Right. Well, you can say that. That's fine. Keep sending uh, those. Super chats. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring Halo back. So you asked me about 45 minutes ago, I think it was around Halo season two. <laughs> Sounds so, good. <laughs> so the last thing I want to mention for E3, which I think we're going to see, um, is the the on prevalent rumor right now is we will see certain affinities Halo Battle Royale mode okay. uh, debut with some type of launch this summer. You say uh, mode? Do you think it's a mode or is it a separate app? Separate. I app. think I think it'll be similar to like Warzone. I think we talked about this before, where you can load it's a into menu, it, but it's it in, but a separate game, but it's a menu, a menu yeah. overlay. Yeah, the, would, I think the reason he's yeah. calling it the same game is because it'll most likely have parity with the Halo Infinite sandbox. It'll Correct. be like the exact same engine and all that. Okay, okay. Imagine, plus, remember, Infinite's doing a thing where you're creating your Spartan, right? And I think That's your right. Spartan will be your Battle Royale character, right? Absolutely. So, um, what I think though, and I've thrown this out to a few people, by the way, I, this is not something I've heard from anyone. So there's no legitimacy to this rumor. Uh, this is just me being hopeful is okay. I, Joseph Stoughton has alluded to relooking at classic halo maps and kind of giving a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing about this. I personally believe knowing certain affinities history, especially with halo one, halo two and Max Hoberman leading that group. What we're going to see from their battle royale is the ring world, right, from Infinite, or some, you know, kind of make of it. But that within that, if you think of a battle royale, whether it's Fortnite, Apex, Warzone, etc., right, you have these different regions and landmarks on the map. 
and that's how you communicate to your teammates. That's where you know you're going to drop, et cetera. I believe that we're going to see a battle royale that includes within the play, within the play map, uh, classic Halo maps, multiplayer maps. So, for instance, I think there will be a Blood Gulch within the Halo map. I think there will be a Lockout Tower on the map, uh, Ascension Tower, those types of things. And I think that'll be a way that you not only get Halo fans like myself extremely excited about this mode, uh, but you get uh, you bring back a lot of nostalgia and a lot of love for classic Halo within Halo Infinite. That's what I think you're going to say. What about a Blood Gulch map, but everybody is like one third of their normal size, thus making it much bigger? They'll call it Halo Grounded. Thank you. Halo Grounded. Yeah. That's my idea. What, so, what, about, what about like what about like single player elements? Do you think they'll expand on that uh, hey, Dan, I don't do know, you know what a battle royale is I, <laughs> I can care less about battle royale he's asking campaign expansion maybe they have something in the works oh they, they have stuff in the works they've already I know for that. sure but th that they could show potentially no, no. Okay. well I, I don't know I could be wrong but I don't think they're at a personally I don't think 343 is in a place where they're ready to show a campaign expansion yet I just don't mm -hmm. I hope they do I hope we see something, even if it's a teaser, but I don't think we do. Yeah, I just want them to talk about it. I don't I don't need to see anything more. Yeah. Okay. We can get some yeah. Starfield concept art. <laughs> what would you do if the Halo or the Xbox Bethesda showcase was just more concept art and another interview to, with Todd Howard? What would you do, Hoke? If it was like think, a 15-minute interview. So what I'd want if that was what they had to show, I'd want a really big buildup is part of like the film. Oh yeah, speech. totally. I would, it's finally time for the grand unveiling of what we've been so excited about for so long. And then it just it's black and then like maybe actual like little pin prickle stars pop up, and then you realize you're in that conference room again. And then you think you're just getting an intro, and then it's 15 minutes later and it says, Wasn't that fabulous? Like I think it means I would lean fully into we're just assholes. That's yeah. what I would do. Um, but yeah, yeah. at that, they, I would and then, they, they then they announced that they're re-releasing Skyrim. Yeah, right, well, right after sure. that. Yeah. Well, what I'm right now, what I'm expecting is there's going to be a computer in Starfield that plays Skyrim. Um, <laughs> so that's that's what I'm hoping for. That's a brilliant idea. That, yeah, that is a really good idea. It, it just gives you an overlay on like the corners that it's Starfield. It actually loads up the Skyrim app on the mm -hmm. back end. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm expecting. By the way, I, I, I was talking about the Halo piece that we got back-to-back -back comments going back to the Halo TV show for a second. Back-to-back -back comments, as always, where Captain says the show is totally lost now, followed by Zink saying the Halo show is fantastic. So it, it, it continues to be one of those shows. That Reasonable minds can differ. That's, that's what I just will say. Hey, also, unreasonable minds can differ. I feel like that isn't stated enough. Some people can have unreasonable minds. And those Travis, unreasonable minds can differ. I mean, let's be honest. So, look, reasonable minds can differ is an ethos designed to not make you think, designed to not make you think that difference makes the other party unreasonable. Correct. But so, some minds are unreasonable and they will likely differ. Yeah. You're not helping though, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> you know the you know the uh, you know the can phrase. is also not a will. I mean, it's like it's yes. It, the, the the notion is the other person could in fact be a human being and not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, which, by the way, I totally agree with. I know. But you, I know, know you know the phrase: uh, "Great minds think alike." The other half of that phrase that people leave out is, "But fools often or fools rarely differ." 
right? And so you can you can be in a reasonable mind, and maybe that's why we're we're agreeing or disagreeing. But you can also be an unreasonable mind. So I just I want to speak for the unreasonable minds out there. Really, can I be the can I be the spokesman oh, for unreasonable minds? So it works. There you go. Perfect. So Travis, I'm going to work up a piece of merch that will be sold once that just says <laughs> unreasonable mind. Okay. Unreasonable mind arrow. We're going to get it. We're going to get a tie on the t shirt, like a yeah. printed tie. Oh, unreasonable mind uh, tie for Travis. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Linus says hello from Sweden. Looking forward to seeing future live streaming. Live streaming. Yes. Hello. Live streaming. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Maybe that's a that's Swedish up, word. Yeah. Maybe it is live streaming. That's true. It might be. A str- I'm serious. Maybe. Might I know. Know. Yeah. It's just, it's just so we don't speak uh, Swedish. Linus we don't speak this. Swedish here. We don't know. We don't no, know. But I appreciate you checking us out from all the way over the pod. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Back from the Dead says, I hope co-op comes before Halo VR. If not, that just shows they can't even fix parts that should have shipped to the game before prioritizing eh, content. Uh, different teams. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I again, I'm not going to revisit the co-op should have launched with the game. We've had that discussion, uh, you know, endlessly. But yeah, the, these are separate things that are being developed independently. Um, so um, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, Staten made it very clear yesterday or the day before that uh, he's already playing co-op. They're playing it internally. They're you know, it'll be out this summer uh, as at, alongside Mission Select as well. So um, you know, that experience is coming soon. So we'll leave it there. Mm. I, I was so surprised to even find it didn't have mission select. I didn't. I didn't even realize it didn't have that. That's yeah. Why? Because it's an open world game. It's not. Uh, it's pretty common mission, in open world with games. The mission yeah. to think not of, have missions. To open world game. What open world game has a mission select? Every Rockstar game ever released. <laughs> okay, so three. <laughs> three games. Oh, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, like I, Ubisoft games, you can't replay. Breath mission. of the Wild have mission select. Far Cry, you can't replay. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty common. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say that 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 doesn't surprise me. Although I I think it should it should have them. I'm uh, glad they're adding them. It should, and I'm glad they're having it. But this goes to speak to the Halo community, which is every new Halo has to have everything the prior Halos have. Otherwise, it's considered disappointing. And it's it is disappointing. It's part of nature of being a franchise. You don't want to be in a franchise? Go make something on your own. You want to build off Bungie's legacy? You know, go meet them where they live. But it's a different type of game. I, you know, hey, I, what's weird about that for me, though, is at least in my head, most of Halo Infinite's missions were yeah. like isolated incidents. I bet it was like MMO caves. Yeah, that's how they're going to do it. More yeah. or less. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's just, it is funny. It should be um, and, replayable. It's like one of those features that it's always good, but people rarely include it in their games, like lack of fall damage or not having uh, equipment encumbrances and stuff. It's like we all know that those are the way you should do it, but some games just don't do it anyway. And you're like, why? why? Wait why a minute, that- hold on. We all know that you shouldn't. You should have inventory unlimited and no fall damage. That's like yeah. A- specific choice it's a design choice i know but what what game are you what game are you like disappointed there's no fall damage in uh a game that's trying to depict some form of realism okay well that i just i just think it's like okay so you take arthur morgan up to the top of the mountain and you (laughs) hurl him off the side is the game improved (laughs) kind of i guess I'm i'm thinking specifically of like uh 
shooters like okay. a lot like like halo infinite halo infinite does not have fall damage you gotta love that you gotta love that doom i think also doesn't have it maybe wolfenstein borderlands uh, does not borderlands doesn't have it like it's like a good design decision and then like some games like destiny randomly will have it and it like ruins everything it's like oh i'm always bouncing <laughs> off of stuff and dying and it's just like why is this still in games Okay. Same uh, with encumbrance. Encumbrance is always no, confusing. If, if I if I can go on a diatribe here, real quick, just like a you quick do. diatribe. Why do we have encumbrance limits in games? Okay. It is Originally, baffling to me because because, because the the idea that like oh well they're trying to be realistic. It's like dude, I'm carrying 242 pounds of equipment on me. We left <laughs> realism in the rear view a long time ago, and you're telling me. That, like oh, well, we don't want you to be able to carry too much. It's like, dude, I have 90 pots on me. Like, I have, like, 50 swords. Like, this was not realistic at any point. But you're going to give this arbitrary cap of, like, well, we don't want you to carry too much. It's like, what are you doing? What are we <laughs> yeah, doing? The 32 swords that you carry. Yeah, Richard. come on. Like, just too much. Let's be real. It's not fun. It's not a fun mechanic. Nobody likes it. It doesn't help with the game. Let's just let's just get rid of it. Let's Originally, it was due to memory. But now, well, I sure. agree. I agree with your point yeah, holistic just it sucks yeah but you can just put no, another point into strength and you'll be fine choice. <laughs> it's setting up it, it's it limitations offer design choice possibilities right why does aloy why could she hold 10 uh potions which is obviously a bit ridiculous and not three thousand? because at some point you make the game ridiculous and, i get and, i get that that is okay, fine but that's but that... what encumbrance is on a grander scale that you, you can only have so many options and so many things that you can take with you. And Ains is right, by the way. The original case was like, how, how much can we save? I Okay, so yeah, I agree. The, me the, memory, the memory was one thing. And I, I there's certain things, like maybe potions, where it's a game design choice. Well, you shouldn't you be able to have more than 10. think would be improved if you had unlimited inventory? I don't really remember how that game handled inventory, to be honest it's, with uh, you. It's, it's Tetris squares. inventory. It's Tetris inventory. Yeah. Tetris. Kind of like Deus Ex. Uh, I don't really, way. yeah. Again, I don't remember. I, I think blanked out on Prey entirely. Anything yeah, dude, it was so Tetris long ago. Inventory. Wasn't it 2017? Maybe we'll Diablo. Any, anything with a Tetris inventory. That's that's what that's what. Prey yeah, why, why, why have limited inventory in Diablo? That makes no sense to me. I'm out. Ain't it's been a pleasure. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Skyrim. Skyrim. What's the point of that? What's the point of because here's the here's the thing. Some games that make sense, like survival horror, like Resident Evil, like okay, cool. Then you play the Tetris briefcase game because it's about like limiting your resources. But other games where it gives you like Cyberpunk. I'm playing Cyberpunk right now. This game limits your inventory, but it limits it to like 500 pounds, which is like why? Like my character can't carry 500 pounds of equipment in any reality, and well, so why? Why, it's why not are we limiting reality though? I mean, you can you can do that because you've got cybernetic implants on your legs, you know. So yeah, but I mean, how do you, you carry it? Your character doesn't wear it. You you look at, you can look at your character in that game in the mirror, and you're not like wearing this huge knapsack with 500 pounds of equipment or true. anything. I, it true. just doesn't make sense to begin this with. This is a weird so. conversation. I'm gonna be honest. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. I guess what I'm saying is I'm fine if it's a design choice. I feel like a lot of people just put it in there because they have. They feel like they have to, and I'm just like, why? It's not fun. Nobody likes that part of games. Some Nobody likes having to clear their like inventory. that part of games. Skyrim, you like you like worrying about the inventory. I like really? in Diablo or Skyrim or Prey or whatever the notion that I'm going out on an adventure, I'm collecting my things, and then I have a reason to go back into town 
as if I am actually engaged in some process that looks like gathering and re-equipping and going back out there. Can you set those numbers wrong so that your fun is not maximized? 100%. But as a design element, game designers have used it effectively in the past, and I have enjoyed that process. Okay. Sure. For sure. For certain games. Very specific games that are not cyberpunk or open-world RPGs. I just... It kills me, man. This is like a nitpick. I, I just... I guess I, I, I more often than not find it to be not fun and super uh, irritating. And it's like, oh, you know what? You know what I like in my video games? The reality of <laughs> the reality of having to pick and choose and and go to like a store and go through that whole process. And it's just like, oh, my God, please. Can we not do this again? What's the R for for you? Like, just I'm curious. What is the R doing in RPG? Roll, yeah, that's the that's the, the but going back to town and, and sorting through a shop in The Witcher. That's the I mean, you? Down, that's the R. I think it's part of it. If you're going to be an adventurer in Skyrim or you're going to be Geralt of Rivia, that you know, you yeah. oh, wait, wait, so you think that? Geralt, you think Geralt of Rivia has to go back into town to sell his loot, but he only has to do it when he's carrying 90 swords. You're, you're objecting the to the number. Look, okay, so you're saying if the game developers want to have this kind of limit and design and give you that role-playing, that it has to be you can carry two. Because you're you're saying that it, it, if it's not depicting reality perfectly, then it's not worth doing. And I think you're just flat out wrong. Yes, it's a, it's a hyperbolized, exaggerated version so that you're not doing it every two seconds but you can still get that value out of what this is. It's like Ace Combat. Can a plane hold 255 missiles? No, but it's still a good thing to have an idea that it's limited so that you're not just jamming away at the missile button, right? Right, so that that's different is, is you're talking about ammo. I'm talking about carrying items that aren't serving any functional use. It's not like a potion limit, right? It's like, okay, I have a limit on how many cups I can hold because every cup adds a pound. And then when I have too many cups, then I have to go back into town. And That's what is not that a design doing in terms, Well, well, what is that doing in terms of your gameplay, right? You're not a freaking hoarder who's picking up every cup in every house that you go into, right? It's, why it's can't contouring. I be? You can. Why can't I be? You can if you want to go back to town, I suppose, and sell the cups that are worth one. That's gold. that's irritating. So now we're at the the crux no, of but my you, argument. You're not wanting to play a role. You want to be Travis, the hoarding maniac, uh, in Rivia. Or it's <laughs> everyone not, wants it's to not actually that. Rivia. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You already are the hoarding maniac because you have 500 pounds of stuff on you. No, it, the number it. is. It doesn't make you that. The number just makes the trips less often, so that you're not just in an actual version of the real world going through your household chores. Okay, you're panning me as the guy who wants to be the hoarder, but you want to be a traveling trader, apparently. You want to like go and collect items and then go back into town and sell them. And it's like, I want you to have your think fantasy about your choices you. because game fun, especially in a role-playing game, lives in making interesting choices. And so if you come into a house and say, just, just vacuum it all up, it doesn't matter that you've lost the point of making good choices in the game that you are playing. I, I, I have a hard time thinking that you are making valuable choices. If your choices are 50 swords, that's not a choice. I I'm just saying there, you can put limits on certain items. I think we all agree. That's a good game design mechanic, but when it comes to like frivolous items, like stuff, like if you, if you play Skyrim and you want to steal things, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, after I loot two houses, 
then I walk super slow and I can't fast travel and have to go back into town and go through a bunch of doors to get there and then talk to a guy. And then I've got to negotiate my price. And then once I've sold it all, then I go back out and I do it again. And it's like, if the fun of the game is in the looting, why are they putting all of these restrictions on the looting? Like we say about assumptions, that's where you start. That's the fun of the game. No, I disagree. The fun of the game is making the choices. You've you've eliminated like four great choices by eliminating encumbrance there. What am I going to take? When am I going to take it? Might I use an encumbrance enhancement potion, which is its own design mechanic, right? That you should think about and potentially prepare before you go and you rob those things. Where am I going to sell them if I have to sell them? Do I have the proper contacts? Do I get in there? That is all part of a role-playing game, Travis, and you would put it in the bin because looting is the fun. I just disagree fundamentally. That's, yeah, I just, I, I, I think I agree with the, the uh, idea of your point, which is that certain things should be limited because that's the fun of the game. I just think that you're painting encumbrance very broadly as like, oh, well, it helps you make decisions. And most of the time it does not. It, it makes you make super artificial or like really irritating decisions of like, oh, well, now I've got to choose to pick between these items that don't matter at all and get rid of all this extra loot. If you were saying like, oh, well, there should be limits on useful items like potions and you have like a potion belt with if a number of those. Useful, why are you weapons, that's, what's that? If they aren't useful, why are you stealing them? Because you want to you want to loot them and sell them eventually. But then Okay, so this- that's controlling your economy. It also includes what I just said, which is you want to have selling as part of it. So are, wait, am I the trader or are you the trader? What is happening? <laughs> We're both the trader. You just want the trading to be irritating. I want the trading to be more. You, you want the trading to be irritating choice. because it's because it's interesting and it makes you, you think make, they set the number wrong. Choices. You've already conceded my point that it's a potentially good design element. You just think they sent the little levers wrong. No, I just think that encumbrance is used as a hand wave of like, oh well. I think a bunch of designers do it shittily, Travis. I do agree yeah. with that. But you would have it eliminated, and that is eliminating a tool in the designer tool belt, which I do. I would, I would have them eliminate it for like junk stuff, is what I'm saying. That's the thing that annoys me. Is like if it's already junk, if you marked it as junk and you're not planning on using it, it doesn't really have any function in the game. Then it is by definition not a meaningful decision and so why am i and some games of encumbrance do that some games cash them in like when you pick them up in fact that's something that you can do in cyberpunk you're talking about cyberpunk encumbrance you get you have a you have a skill that you can buy that just cashes it in immediately you don't like that that particular adult toy it just becomes money that's that it actually only works with at least i'm i'm not finished with the game but i have that perk and it only works with certain items and those items are like i can't really tell which ones it's getting rid of but it's not the ones that are filling up my inventory. It's the ones I, that say plus money in the corner when you pick them up. I have a I yeah. have a request to mute both of you. I just want to oh, know. Probably uh, should. This is a great <laughs> argument. This is a great argument. And I, I also I also have a comment from Dan Lazar that says this is the nerdiest thing I've seen in some time. <laughs> I mean, literally, unless they, if you guys were talking about this and also a Star Wars game at the same time. We would, that would be the, like achieve some kind of super nerd in Star Wars game. Get ready for our Ubisoft Star Wars long form four hour episode, Travis <laughs> and Rick in the year 2025. You know, you know what game? You know what game proves my point because there's not really a lot of games that just forsake encumbrance. Okay, but one of them that is Elden Ring. Anybody ever complain about the encumbrance system in Elden Ring? No, it's great because it makes you choose which ones you have using, but it doesn't limit. You can carry your the entire pantheon of weapons and spells and equipments on your person and without having to do any annoying kind of like going into town and that sort of stuff so Elden Ring they don't they don't have towns for you to go to Travis they do but you can sell (laughs) things they've got traders they do they do they do 
But you can go at your own pace. You don't have to go back after you clear one. While I generally agree with you, and that is true in Elden Ring, economy is not really something that's big in From Games. You find your items, you find whether they're useful for your build, and you use them. Buying and selling items is not a big thing in From Games. That's true. That's that's fair enough. But the but the lack of encumbrance, I would say, I agree to the game. So someone said, "Well, I love this argument." I'd like Dan and Ains to weigh in. I honestly... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Uh, objection, completeness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Okay. Da- yeah, We're he says Hogue. he's Team Hogue. Sorry. I'd like Dan and Ains to weigh in. I, I don't... I don't really care enough to weigh in that much, to be honest with you. I... Uh, I about it. I, 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 I think I agree somewhere in the middle, which is uh, it doesn't usually bother me either way. Um if it's part of the game design, I deal with it. If it's not, I don't deal with it. And I, I, I play the game how the developers design it. And I, I, I there, there are times, like you, you brought up Prey, right? Which has the uh, Tetris, right? So does Diablo. We've talked about that. And like Diablo 2 is a classic example. Remaster came out because it's very small. You can carry very little in that game. It's terrible. Yeah, and that does annoy me to some degree. But generally speaking, I don't play a game and think, God, this encumbrance is really annoying me. Um, but so I, I'm in between. I don't have a big opinion either way. Yeah. I just think it's I think it's more annoying than it is helpful. And like certain games, like like I said, Dead Space, I think is a or does Dead Space have that system? I think it does. Uh, Resident Evil 4 definitely does with like the briefcase. I think that that's like a good system because it's a survival horror. I just think that most of the time people just use it like. Oh, well, we got to have encumbrance. You got to throw encumbrance in there because, you know, we're trying to be realistic. You can't just carry everything. And I'm like, okay, well, I think already, the realism, you're already, you're already realism argument realism. is gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so it's so silly to think that you're even being close to realistic. So Resident Evil is an interesting one that you bring up because you have they to Rick's point, you they design it. So you have to decide what you're going to be able to carry because that adds yeah. to the uh tension i think of the game Great. itself why while you're away and then you have your treasure chest in your safe room where you can put all your other crap and fantastic you love that design i just i just think that games that just sort of throw it in there which is which i would say is most of them most games that have encumbrance it's really just like well we gotta we gotta have encumbrance in this game and it's what like, games why? are you primarily thinking of there i know cyberpunk's on your mind is there anything cyberpunk else? is on my mind uh no, I, I don't know. I've run it. I've run into a couple games recently, Hogue. I think that's why this is on my mind because I'm like, why I'm just wondering if it's mostly it? the Bethesda uh, portfolio. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Starfield. I guess maybe is another thing that's on my mind. Um, <laughs> like, isn't and then the I think I think about that robot is he can carry your stuff. Isn't that the one thing they told us about big industrial robot friend is that he can carry stuff for you? <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't know about that. So I, I've, I've actually been completely blind on Starfield. I've not watched. Oh, I apologize. Games. It was on IG. It was the IGN exclusive. I assumed you had to know. <laughs> I, I ignore it. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, like I, I think it's just I played a lot of games that have encumbrance. And then I, I did that right off coming off of Elden Ring. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like, I get you. we've seen it's not necessary, you know, and, and I just. Not necessary in a lot of games. Geo has a super chat regarding this. Thing. Yeah. Geo, if, I am, if I'm correct, Travis didn't like Death Stranding, but the limit of what you can carry was set about all combined. Is that not a good way? I didn't like Death Stranding because it's a very boring game that is... Uh, I tried Ains. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very boring game with a bad story that seems obsessed with itself as art. And I just... Uh, I, I, it has nothing to do with the encumbrance system. Travis, look, 
There we go. He did it. He did it. He did it. <laughs> you can't get me this riled up at the end, the tail end of the stream. All right. We'll do a death stranding video too. Oh man. Good. We will. <laughs> we will hug. Oh my God. Gio, thank you for the super chat. We are. You, can you tell it's been three weeks since we properly sat oh, down right? normal big cat? Because we are all over the place today. Oh, I'm having fun. Oh, Ains is going to give me a talking to after this episode. Not at all. He's going to be like, can you, guys, can you guys calm down? We're trying to be professional. That's yeah. Part of our brand. No, yeah. No. We're having a good time. All right. So um, about 30 minutes ago, we were talking about Summer Games Fest. Um and what to expect there. I did want to add this last comment, if we can circle back 30 minutes ago, which is that Jeff Keeley has said that you can actually watch Summer Games Fest at IMAX theaters around the country, and tickets go on sale May 12th, which is four days from now as we're recording this. So uh, for some reason, if you want to go to IMAX and watch this big theater production of Summer Games Fest, you are able to do that. Do it, man. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, that, honestly, it. I mean, it's not, it's, it, I'm not, it's not, <coughs> I presented it as a joke cadence, but I, uh, no, um, video games present on my television screen. That's, that's where they belong anyway. Um, and there's really no reason to give that up. I guess the notion is other people who might be as interested would be there maybe, but no, it's not going to smell great. Oh, <laughs> you're going to. You're not helping the gamer class of person, Dan. I'm just saying. <laughs> Captain Crush said you can watch ads on IMAX. Oof. Oh boy. Bro. Well, I just I do. I, am, am I wrong? Do, do any of the other uh, panelists would they be I, interested in something like that? I think what Keely is trying to do, right, is to say that when you think about a movie experience, you you think about it in big budget IMAX theaters, right? And I, I guess what he's trying to sell is that if you're going to see a bunch of kind of big production game trailers to get that get you excited for the games, the best way or the broadest way to watch that would be on an IMAX screen in a theater. So because candidly, and this is no slide on Jeff, because I think he does a lot of good stuff in the video game industry. What I oh, hear okay. is what I hear is looking for another revenue stream. I mean, that's literally Probably. what I hear. It sounds like a slide on Jeff. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm always looking for another revenue stream. If you'd like to like and subscribe to this channel and help us grow on YouTube or submit more super chats, every little bit helps. I have no problem with the grift. I just don't, I just don't see it as anything. <coughs> I don't see a usefulness to the, to the product. Okay. Well, let's, I guess I'll be the, the, yeah. the token, the token. Tell me why it would be cool. Um, I think, I think uh, this is, gamers like to gather and hang out with their peers one one there's an accessibility factor not everybody has like a big tv some people just watch things on their phones and laptops and i think that that probably is an inferior experience to people that have like home entertainment systems and uh so i, I think that that would be good too i think gamers do like community and hang out with each other they go to conventions and like to like-minded and there's there's also something about being in a crowd of people cheering about like e3 announcements and stuff that happens because i've been in those conference halls you know the 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 e3 showcases bethesda showcase sony so showcase uh and and it it kind of has like a special energy when there's people around you like freaking out about an announcement and clapping so i think there's some value in that and also i would do it if like i could do it with like the ign crew and we were all like typing up news in you know real time there if it if it had you know desk space or whatever because 
uh, that 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 used to be how we'd cover it in uh, E3, and so there, I, I I would I would only use it in that way. I wouldn't. I have a home theater system. I don't like being around other people, so I'm probably not the target audience <laughs> for it. But I do think uh, it has value uh, to to certain groups and certain people. So, what, what's the harm? What's the harm in, in offering it as an option? You know, as long as it's not a theater exclusive, <clears throat> what, what what does it hurt to do it? So, so I would I would agree with everything you said. The only thing I would say is Jeff has to prove to me that this is suitable for a theater experience like an e3 conference that we would have gotten in the past right xbox That's showed fair. that last year the 90 minute like i think we all agreed that they nailed their conference last year if, if you were telling me i could go watch xbox's 90 minute xbox bethesda conference i'd probably go do that jeff hasn't shown to me that he can run a clean show to all jokes aside without ads without interjections without all these other things that are uh i don't really care to sit in a theater to watch Right. So we'll have to see how he presents Summer Game Fest this year. Well, and I'd be interested in seeing if they get we get any reports on actual uptake. Um, and if we don't, that that tells its own story. Probably. Uh, but but I would I would I would be interested. And Travis, I think uh, I, I take your argument. Uh, uh, well, I um, people do like to get together often, but I don't. I just don't see it. I, to me, the people that would be most excited about this kind of thing. Playing games at home, which is where you play games, probably have a pretty good setup to play those games in most cases. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Linus says, I agree. Hyping, uh, Travis, typing a game with group does indeed feel different than watching announcements in solitude. For sure. Usually it's what I do. Cool. Now, it's very you, cool. Such it, energy. You know? It is. It is. Usually what I've done to try and replicate it to some degree is we, we get in an Xbox Live party, right? And we're all talking while we're watching at home. Um, mm -hmm. So that that's, that's fun to do. Um, but... Yeah, we'll see. Again, I don't or, know what the show's going to be like. Jeff hasn't shown me a show that's clean cut like a normal E3 presentation yet. I, I hope he does, but he hasn't well, done you know, that. You know who's going to get to experience this at least a little bit is our chat and everybody that they invite because we are going to be reacting live to the Xbox showcase. Did I get that right? We that's I believe you announced that earlier in the episode. I think I agreed to it. I never <laughs> <who> knows. So <laughs> if you're interested in that, if you're interested in reacting with a group, I can think of no better group than the BitCast here. Tell your friends and we'll experience it together without any of Dan's horrible offered smells. Uh, we'll talk about, we'll talk about encumbrance the entire time. Travis, no, Travis will go off on a sequence. It'll just be Starfield videos. You'll be trying to hear what they're saying. And it'll be saying, oh, God, you can tell look at that encumbrance menu. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, yeah. Starfield will definitely have encumbrance at some system. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, look, but seriously, yeah, come check it out with us. We'll have fun. We'll have fights. You know us now. <laughs> it's only a month away. It's not long. So, yeah, it'll wow. be fun. Crazy. It'll be fun. Before we head out, I want to ask you guys your quick, <laughs> hopeful, quick opinion. We'll see. <laughs> so Square uh, Embracer Group, you guys mentioned them earlier, Ooh. right? The the big uh, thing that came out last Monday, so almost a week ago now. So Embracer Group came out $300 bucks. They spent on three studios. So Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. Previously Square Enix, obviously. Uh, along with the Tomb Raider, Deus EX, uh, IPs, Legacy of Kane. Thief, and what they describe in the press release as over 50 back catalog titles. So I believe they now own the rights to a, a back it catalog. Like a, it looks like Iosh and Crystal Dynamics. It looks like everything <clears throat> I made. Yeah, yeah. So they can control those, of course. Very interesting announcement. Uh, Square Enix's response to this was the $300 million will be invested in blockchain, AI, and cloud That's for their not future. 
Oh, that's not quite what they said. That is what they said. No, they said they're increasing their allocative efficiencies on their current methods, which will include future looking technologies such as blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Mm. Yeah. That, okay, but you, okay, Ains, all right. But you're a business guy. We're seasoned gaming here, right? But what they yeah. said was, we're not going to waste as much money on Western studios. We don't understand. We're going to use it on stuff that is our strength. We're going we're gonna to work within our core competencies. And here, investors, are some words you recognize. That is what they said. Yes. Agreed. But but there, there's no indication. You understand, how he, you understand how Ains, is, Ains and lots of people online are getting to that conclusion, though, right? It's divesting from one thing and investing in another thing. And that thing that they're divesting I, from people love and investing in something. I called love. my virtual reality episode gas versus single player. So yes, there I do know. understand, but I just want to be clear that they're, that, that they didn't say that the money that they're getting, the $300 million isn't going into those things. The primary allocative efficiency they're referring to is no longer having to run those Western studios because they just threw up their hands in the air and said, we don't understand. Fair enough. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm literally talking about the statement they made. It's in the press release. But it the three hundred you said the three hundred million will be spent on that, and that's not what well. They said. Yeah. Okay. That's not what they said. He's a lawyer, bro. He's. I know. Hit. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But hit. but but you you corrected the very specific wording and then went to say here's what they said, which was your interpretation of what they said. That's not no. They that what they said was going to those things was allocative efficiency. That's their statement, correct? But then you said what they're saying is they're throwing their arms up in the air about Western Studios and yeah. saying that we can't generally care about this. We're going to put the money into things that we believe is the future, which is I'm agreeing with you 100. percent But again, you you're taking that from what they said. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to yield on this. The important part. <laughs> The important part is that it's not it's not an easy equation like that. And there's really realistically no reason to believe that Square Enix proper has grand plans for NFTs or anything right now. They just realize that Crystal Dynamics isn't the right team to make a Marvel's Avengers. And they want to continue pursuing that course in some respect within their studios. 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. Saying they're mm. I agree with you that saying they legitimately are just spending all 300 million on blockchain, AI and cloud is not accurate. But. To your point, what they're saying is we're not managing this well, right? This this arm, we're going to take this money and invest it in what we believe is going to be the better thing for our future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I call it yeah. pitch virtual reality episode. Uh, it's called it's called gas versus single player. I mean, like that's that's that was the obvious takeaway. Yeah. 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 So they want uh, games as a service. It's popular these days. Yeah, so it's interesting, if nothing else. I mean, Embracer Group, if you look at their IP ownership and studio ownership right now, it's it's vast. Pretty big. Uh, yeah. It's they they be also own uh, Asmodee, which makes a lot of the tabletop RPGs that I enjoy and board games, if you guys okay. are, if there's any dice rollers out there. Em Embracer might as well be called AA Studios. I mean, like, they, they own everything you can <laughs> think of. That, they, they own everything that you can think of that isn't, like, obviously tied to one of the one of the big platform holders or other giant yeah companies. yeah yeah someone yeah. created a pie chart of you know the the ownership of ip and and studios and, and embracer is it's huge they own volition they own gearbox it, it's literally everything that you can think of that you're like wait thq wait nordic. who does own that yeah well, th nordic. well thq nordic is a fake entity that is embracer yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh with all the ips that come with that but they also announced during this whole thing that a new Tomb Raider is in development as well, mm -hmm. uh, which, um, you know, as I understand it, I actually never played the third Even one. Which I'm ashamed to say. 
The what? It's going to be even more grounded. I mean, yeah, so. you're going to be in graduate school, have to get her studies <laughs> up before she can even go out. Look, Travis is already get getting excited. Visa. Careful. You have to get her, you have to, hey, you have to parents her. care about me enough to ground me? I'm in. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I mean. New trilogy, by the way. I'm just making it fun. <clears throat> yeah, so just another another thing. We'll see. And obviously, the prevailing rumor right now is the Eastern or what remains of Square Enix, which I think Jeff Grubb and others have commented on is uh, uh, potentially, uh, you know, going to be working out a deal with Sony. I don't know if that's still in the play or not, but that's that's what everyone's been talking about. But we'll see. Right. So there, there's a version of the world in which this was a pre merger spinoff. Right, because Sony says sure. Sony says we've got our theatrical experience studios. We don't need that stuff, uh, so we don't want it to be part of your assets. The three hundred million dollar cost presents its own questions, which is like that's low for what they say they bought in terms of both size uh, and IP portfolio. So there's suggestions that there's debt <clears throat> that it, they called it cash free, debt free. There's things you can do to make that still true. Um, that say mm, that asset number seems low. Um, and in that particular case, that could be a spinoff of bad assets as, as well. So yeah, I would say that there is at least a material chance that it is a pre uh, a pre merger transaction, but I wouldn't place it at higher than 50 50. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. And if you I, care, I don't, I'm, I don't care either way. <laughs> yeah. I don't want Sony to run Square Enix. That's just me. I, it's just because of buckets, right? We talked about this with Microsoft. I want there to be more. Uh, CEOs and boards that are looking at what they want to make to get yeah. you different flavors. Um, and right. I, I worry about flavor consolidation. I'm not worried about industry consolidation. I'm just worried about having fewer flavors to choose. They're the same thing. Well, they're not. Well, I think, well, they could be. Depending on when who you're talking to. consolidates, it only has fewer flavors, right? Because it's more consolidated. I think, well, yes, I, I guess that's a part of the issue. And that's the main part for me. I think others worry about economics and things like that, which I'm not as worried about. I think I think they're essentially creating very competitive conglomerates, um, which will continue to be competitive and you'll continue to get good output from them. I, I actually mean as an artistic endeavor, which we don't usually talk about with a consolidation, I worry about the art getting diluted. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I, I think that's fair. I, I, I think the embracer thing this week um, I'm fine with because it's not really consolidation. It's one big entity selling to another big entity and doing so with IPs and studios that they weren't handling particularly well. So I, I'm yeah. not worried about that. I'd be more worried if, you know, Square Enix as a company stopped being a company and got acquired by Embracer or something like that. So I'm cool with this. Uh, hopefully Square Enix manages to stay alive and keep doing what they're doing without selling off more because usually you sell off a large division of your uh, your kind of market domination is a signal that you're maybe trying to get out of that specific market or minimize what you're doing. We've seen it with, uh, was it Konami that went into pachinko machines, basically gave up on, on uh, a lot of machines. Yeah. Yeah. They, they went and followed the money. They were making a lot more money. Oh, oh, they, they for sure were, but it's also, you know, a sign that they're kind of pivoting as a business, which yeah. I, I, I think Square Enix probably is doing. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, I would not, I, I love Sony, <laughs> but I would not love, I would not love Final Fantasy being run by them. I, I hope, I would hope that Embracer Group just takes the rest eventually, you know, we'll see. <laughs> it's a Scandinavian studio. I think, I think it's Swedish, actually. We should ask our, our Swede in the uh, the chat here. Embracer Group? Uh, yeah. I, I think you're right. Swe yeah. I, I, the parent company. Yeah. Now, what's they, Krona? Uh, they just, they just announced they're dealing Krona. Yeah. That's Swedish. 
Okay. Yeah, because remember we got that super chat in Corona, or remember it had an emblem, and I was like, I have no idea what that is, and I think we looked it up. Uh, it gotcha. was, I, I just know I just went through their <laughs> press release because Embracer. I you know I'm I'm used to reading American company press releases being very terse and like kind of hidden and always puffery, and like their press release is like, yeah, here's what we're planning on doing with it. Here's why it might, here's why it might work. Here's why it might not. I was like, whoa, this is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Super honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's very long too. Cool. Too funny. <clears throat> oh, there you go. Uh, da, da, da. He said that could be any of the three nations, actually. Corona does not answer the question. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 90% sure it's a Swedish company, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably better in their hands than in Square Enix's at this point with what they were doing. I don't have a problem with the purchase at all. I, once you get that annual report from Square, that's, that's essentially, I don't think it was quite as bad as was reported on in the outlets, uh, but it was, they're a bad match um, for, for pursuing that gas kind of concept. Yeah. Um, then Square Enix was either going to say, we're not going to make them do that anymore, or we're going to offload them if that's what we're looking to do. So they offloaded them. And I think that's a better place. One thing Embracer says very loudly in their press release uh, is we fully believe in the future of uh, AAA single player games. Um, and so that's what we're going to pursue with them. You I'm hear like, that, Dan? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we just got the first Embracer group fanboy. Damn. <laughs> I, well, that's the reason I called it that is because of that square line that Ains read and Embracer in the middle of their press release saying that essentially we believe in screen player games, which almost comes as a non sequitur, except in the context. And you're like, OK, so this is Square Enix selling off their their single player because that was they just released Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which was my game of the year last year and un, unexpectedly so. Uh, they they are working on a current Tomb Raider. They're working on things that aren't obviously gas or live services related. Uh, and that's their specialty. That's been their specialty for, I don't know, 30 years. Crystal Dynamics has been around forever, as has yeah. IDOS. Uh, so this is yeah. also not Square Enix's first uh, selling off. They also sold off uh, IO Interactive. Well, they they let them buy their independence and the Hitman IP. But that that was sort of like the first signal to me that maybe they were. What's weird about that is it's like that you look at Square and it's like regrets. You got any regrets on that? For one? sure. Actually, a live services type of model you can run with Hitman and they're good at it. Square, yep. what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's also hard to keep a company that doesn't want to work for you as, you know, Microsoft learned with Bungie and stuff. So mm-hmm. might have just yep. been a more of a practical uh, sell off. That's what I was hoping it was. But now that they're selling off more to embrace her, I'm like, yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to be doing games for much longer, at least as we know them. Yeah, so uh, Linus, thank you. You said it could be Swedish, Danish, or Norwegian Corona, but it is probably Swedish. And sure enough, I'm on the press release right now, and it shows Embracer Group is 70. Uh, their stock price is 70.75 uh, Swedish Corona. So there you go. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't answer the Swedish. I'm sorry. Um, say it again. Oh. oh, nothing. I was just apologizing for not remembering that it said Swedish. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't remember either. But yeah, and you, and as you said, it says Embracer believes there will be increasingly strong demand for high quality content, including AAA single player games over the next decade. Yeah, and to continue working. I think they're right. I think they're right. too. <laughs> I think games as a service will always make more money, but I think there's going to be a huge increase in, in interest for single player games. If I had, we, if I could have been a fly on the wall when Embracer was starting its roll up plan here, I bet part of the, the thesis statement was. These companies are going to go pursuing those gold rings too too quickly and too fast, and they're going to leave undervalued assets that we can roll up uh, in their wake. I mean, I I I, I could probably write their their business plan uh, from from when it started up. I mm-hmm. think based on what we can now see in retrospect. Yeah, for sure. that's very fair. Yeah, Linus, thank you for the info. He also says Sweden has become quite the powerhouse in terms of programming export. 
town nearby, a lot of several, or excuse me, that has several indie studios and a lot of people study programming there to become game developers. So a lot of headhunting in their universities. So that's, that's cool insight, man. That's why I love having people from around the world join because a lot of things that we just wouldn't know here. So. Embracer is a cool thing because it's a financial play first and foremost, and then they're letting most of the groups run independently. It's essentially a loose consortium. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to follow whether that'll work because if it can, that that represents some good stuff to come potentially with other financial resources going and trying to maximize assets a little bit better in the industry. And you'd have reconsolidation on different grounds. Um, we're in we're in an era of very interesting business stuff for video games. Probably mm -hmm. this whole decade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good or for your me at least. You know. Yeah, it's good for <laughs> virtual legality, right? <laughs> so, all right, boys. Well, we, uh, I, you know, I'm going to have to try and clip out as best I can your discussion on encumbrance, although the, the clip is going to be far too long for Twitter, so I can't do that. But uh, we'll leave the Call of Duty news to next week. But I think, uh, you know, been a good chat today. It's good to get back to our normal, our normal, I use that term loosely, normal conversation around gaming. Um, and a lot of good people in the chat today. Thank you guys. So is the Halo finale soon? I don't know how many episodes that season is. Nine episodes, season one. So two week, two weeks. Okay. All right. Because I, I definitely want to hear your summary of the Halo TV show. I'm in for that. Oof. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll book a separate hour for that. <laughs> Ains explains the Halo television program. Explains is a strong word. Yeah, um, it would be it would be it would be for, it would be uh, at least answers for Halo. <laughs> Oof, no, <laughs> no, it's even worse. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Ains explaining the first season will be just like seventy percent sighing. It'll just be lots of. Dude, Ains, I'm not sure why we don't have a rhyming titled series for you called Ains Explains. Just colon and Ains then like explains. different different things. We That'd be a short series. <laughs> short series. <laughs> we got a late super chat coming. right at. Got a super chat right at the tail end here. Hey, Chelsea Nagy in the house. You have to say all the emojis, Dan. You're on mute. It's hard to see because all those little things, it's yellow. Mm -hmm. So, it's, yeah, the, they, the weird thing is on YouTube, they look different than they do when I put it on be, the screen here. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the screen. Oh, yeah. 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 So weird. Anyway, we're waving. Applause. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks. Those, Thank those you. Are, those are claps. Oh, claps. I thought they were no. waves. No, they're waves. They're waves on a... Uh... Oh, no, you're right. They are claps. Holy, they're the claps, Holy clap. They are claps. Yeah, no. So, so, so you have to read this, Dan, as Chelsea Nagy, thank you. Uh, clapping emoji, 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 clapping emoji. Okay. Now I'm starting to understand why his stream was nine hours. <laughs> I got, got a few super chats. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you, Chelsea. Appreciate you. And with that, we'll go ahead and start wrapping up. Uh, not too much happened on SG this week. Uh, I did put the conversation I had with content creator ACG is live that's on our channel. That's good stuff, for people. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it that's, is. Li that's live for everyone right now. Um, and he encouraged everyone to check it out. Fun fun conversation with ACG. Uh, Jeremy Penter is his real name, of course. Uh, so check that out. And uh, the review of Trek to Yomi, uh, the season gaming review from Steve is up as well. Um, Second best you, review of that game. I'll read really? both. Did I'll read Mitch both. Review we'll it? Who's better next week? What's that? Did, did Mitch both. review it? Oh, how dare you! <laughs> how dare you! You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with Mitch today. We were talking about games we've reviewed, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, you know what? Look at this." In February, I reviewed three games that were equal in score combined to one the one game you reviewed that month. 
can we have can we have like a a, a rivals episode and we can invite mitch on to, yeah. to, to talk with travis and us i could get him to come on yeah for sure oh, well, 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 all right we'll talk about it off stream i think it'd be fun <laughs> I think it'd be that'd fun. be fun but other than that let me let me uh have you guys shout out where you're at so travis hit us up yeah yeah uh i'm working on a ton of content uh you can review my trek to yomi review on ign.com right after you've read the uh season gaming one i think you'll I think I think I think your reviewer was was higher on it than me. I'm not sure. He gave it an eight. An eight. Okay, yeah. So he he uh, he's a paid shill, um, and uh, obviously, he's definitely not that. <laughs> he's, a, he's an unpaid shill. Travis is Yeah, um, but yeah. So you can read uh, my review on IG.com of that. Uh, I also did my first long form uh, video on IG.com, an over 20 minute video. That is a, a guide to uh, Destiny's newest raid, um, which oh. you can you can find right now. Yeah. Pretty interesting if you if you care about Destiny at all. I did that. I do care about um, Destiny. You got to do something more generalized though. So okay, well that uh, yeah, the, I guess the content that this was a project Destin put me on because uh, apparently that's something people look for. So it's yeah, like I, bet, I bet, I bet, I bet. Yeah, um, and then uh, I'm also reviewing uh, the new uh, Evil Dead game. Uh, that's oh nice. Out, uh, I'm super pumped for that. Who's that? I'm super, super pumped for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a well, big, big want, Evil Dead fan, and uh, if you want to play it with me, Ains, I've got codes aplenty. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk off stream, Trav. Top off, top off stream. Um, yeah, we can we can do it together. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll be re I'm reviewing that right now. So that I think will be live either end of next week or early the week after that, depending on how quick I, I am able to get it done. But it is an online multiplayer game. So I've got to work around, you know, available server times and early access and that sort of stuff. So yeah. Um yeah, other than that, uh you can talk watch me talk about Destiny Thursday nights at 4 p.m. Pacific. You can find me here on Bitcast. And uh I think I'm also going to be on Boomsticks show next week. Oh yeah did he invite so, you? That's awesome. Yeah he invited me to that so that should be fun. Um yeah. So keep him cool. busy. All right. Speaking of keeping busy, the good segue, Mr. Hogue himself. Hey, yeah, I'm having fun. You can see me everywhere. If you turn on the internet, you might just see me, depending on where you're looking. Uh, yeah, I have been on about 60 hours of streams this week. Uh, and uh, those are primarily on one of my good YouTube friends, uh, Legal Bites uh, channel, who has been covering the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. So I've been, uh, I think she calls me Goose, which always frightens me because I, uh, Goose doesn't make it, spoiler alert, um, as, uh, as co-captain of the, the stream talking about um, everything that's going on in that trial, how objections work, how rules of evidence work, reacting to uh, witness testimony and whatnot like that. Um, and then on my stream uh, on uh, youtube.com slash Hoaglaw, you can of course continue to find virtual legality episodes like I covered Embracer, uh, buying up portions of Square Enix. I've covered various things like, no, it's not that terribly big of a deal that the Federal Trade Commission is looking further at Sony and Bungie. Don't panic. To which I put the little cutie alien from Hitchhiker's Guide next to a giant don't panic. And someone said that I was an Xbox shill because I had a mocking green orb talking about <laughs> Sony and Bungie. In any event, um, I also Paid did chill. a 10. What? Paid shill. Yeah. Paid shill. Xbot. I get a lot. And I also did my first, uh, my first hangout discuss uh, the Amber uh, Johnny trial, but also headlines related to that yesterday, which turned out to be ten hours. Uh, so if you're looking to talk with me and fellow LawTube members, my my lawyer friends who've been going over this uh, with us, 
Uh, for some portion of 10 hours, you got 10 hours of Hogue content on the channel right now. Um, so if that sounds good to you, I have questions, uh, but please do come in and, and check <laughs> it out. Uh, otherwise, you can find me at, on Twitter at Hogue Law. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm. if you can't tell, a little tired, uh, but <laughs> having a great time doing all this stuff. And I'm, I'm still so happy to be a part of this yeah. particular broadcast, the BitCast. Like and subscribe. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's all I got, Ains. Sweet. I think I like Tired Hogue. He's a little spicy, a little, uh, <laughs> a little dangerous. I feel like, uh, you know, start just to go full nerd. I feel like my uh, motion regulator chip is just like a little, a little weak. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Dan joined by his partner in crime over there. What's dog's name again, dude? I forget. It's Bean. Bean. That's all right. Does Bean want to promote anything? No. He <laughs> basically let loose. I don't know what he ate, but I've been dying here for like the last two hours. <laughs> That's all he's been doing. So with that, that's where I'll be. Getting some breeze and opening some windows again. So. Don't uh, why, uh, put him in a different room, man. Lock him out. Lock him yeah, out. Yeah, then he'll start barking. It'll be a mess. <laughs> all right. And Pampa is calling for an Evil Dead four-player stream from the four of us, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's check that uh, out. Anyway, as I always, the game's good. I'm a big, big fan of. Um, oh God, what's the one where you put people on hooks? Oh well. Uh Dead by Daylight? Dead by Daylight. DBD. Yep. Okay. I love I love Dead by Daylight. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Uh yeah, I tried to play the Evil Dead uh beta, the the private whatever they had a few weeks ago, and I literally couldn't play it. You know why? Because they had no option to invert your controls. I oh weird. Yeah. Also, play. Hogue, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but the yeah. other lawyer gamer that I know who I'm friends with, he plays my tabletop RPG with me. He yeah. also is a big fan of Dead by Daylight. So maybe it's a lawyer thing. <laughs> uh, Dead by Daylight is uh, probably my favorite kind of at least arena-ish multiplayer game. Like that's the only thing it does. That's that's my favorite one of those. Yeah, it's awesome. he's obsessed with it. So. Nice. All right. On that note fellas we are gonna head out thanks as always for tuning in at big cast as rick said we still got a lot of you that probably tune in weekly who need to check us out on twitter both the season gaming account and the season gaming big cast accounts separate accounts check us out there let us leave us a comment let us know what you're liking about the show what we can do better ask us a question we're happy to check it all out until then we will see you next week with episode 202 until then peace